Whenever it wants, the past can come kicking the door down. And you never know where it's going to take you. All you can do is hope it's a place you want to go. This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Hello, and welcome to Filmsack. This is Filmsack, episode 543 for the weekend of February 6th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian. He's a real Gerber baby Dunaway. Oh, goo goo gaga. Oh, hi. Well, I've been pretty busy this past week, so I decided to take on some help. Yep, I paid my neighbor's 11-year-old $1 to watch our film sack movie and take notes for me. What could go wrong? Okay, let's see what we got here. The first note is, who are these old people? <laughs> well, neighbor's kids, some of these old people are legends of Hollywood. Next note. His name is Garfield. Garfield is a cat. This guy is not a cat. Okay. Good observation, kid. I really feel like I'm getting my dollar's worth here. By the way, are you an 11-year-old from the 80s? Anywho, these notes are questionable. Next. Kissing is gross. Yes, neighbor's kid. Kissing is gross and a source of many diseases. Don't spend your dollar on kisses. Gross. Next. Who shaved the cheetah? What? Next. How much does a bike cost? Oh, a bald cheater. I get it. Who shaved the cheetah because the old bald cheater? Okay. Oh, oh neighbor's kid, you scamp. <laughs> and you can afford a bike in about 100 episodes, just like I did. Regret? Yes. Next. <laughs> this is stupid. I quit, old man. Good. Then I don't have to share my root beers anymore. Randy, how would you like to make a dollar? Next. <laughs> wow. Root beer. Mm. Root beer. Eleven really... year old taking your show notes. It's a good idea. Yeah, they only charge a dollar. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'm gonna start mm-hmm. thinking about this. Uh also with us, Randy Low Men. He thought you said mm. low main and the food just arrived, Jordan. Aloha, Scott Brown. I'm sorry. So I wrote I seriously I actually wrote an entire greeting about low main. I'm not kidding. <laughs> really? I'm not kidding. No way. That's yeah. too good because we don't coordinate these things, so that is very <laughs> funny. It. That is absolutely bizarre. Okay. So, All right. All right. Wow. So uh, switching uh, switching off to a completely different track. <laughs> Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. <laughs> Randy. Uh, thank you for coming to the Schaumburg, Illinois, La Quinta for this seminar and Q&A with me, the author of the book, How Real People React When They Find Out Things. In my mm. book, you're going to finally learn the truth about common human behaviors in common situations that we all face, especially growing up in a world where you only ever interact with like five total people and the rest mm-hmm. of your world is inhabited by NPCs. Let's look at three <laughs> examples of how real people react when they find out things. Number one, when a boy in the sixth grade goes on his first unchaperoned date with a girl and they, and they experience their first kiss, mm-hmm. that's the end of that. They don't ever immediately start obsessing over each other to the exclusion of everything else in their lives. Mm -mm. Number two, when a young person who has friends that he spends all of his free time with 
finds out that the man who lives upstairs is legitimately psychic. He doesn't tell his friends, and they don't tell their friends. What? That would never happen. Number three. When a single mom has been lying to her child about what his dead father was like, and the child finds out information that contradicts that, after one brief confrontation with her, they never speak of it again, because they're behaving like real people. Real <laughs> people. <laughs> real people. All right. Hey, I'm happy we are in sync on the low main. I like that. Yeah. That's yeah, bizarre. Yeah. That's yeah. bizarre. Yeah. I love I'm going to be the low main on the totem pole, though. Okay. Well, all right. All right. Here he is. Brian, I hear he stopped halfway through this movie and watched Village of the Damned Ibbot. <laughs> yeah. I did. And, and boy, I really picked the uh, perfect uh, intro to compliment my voice this time around. So yeah. get ready. Wonderful. Step right up, step right up, and welcome to the Harwich, Connecticut Carnival, the happiest carnival on earth. Step right up and try your hand at the ping pong, ping pong ball toss, ping pong, ping pong ball <laughs> toss, and see if you can win a goldfish. Don't worry, parents, it'll be floating upside down in its bag about five minutes before you get home from PetSmart with the $35 aquarium and filter that you bought for it. Nice. Need a break from the games on the midway? Head on over to the Ferris wheel. Bring that special someone and we'll make sure that we stall the ride for four minutes of alone time at the top for those awkward first kisses. <laughs> Better yet, if you come alone, we'll stall the ride to give you eight minutes of undisturbed Ooh. you time at the top. Oh. I know what you're saying. Every carnival has the ping pong toss. Every carnival has the Ferris wheel. But our carnival has something the other carnivals don't unlicensed street gambling. Yes, you can win some cold hard cash by playing some three-card Monty where you can wash your money double if you can find the Queen of Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to nice. say, I just yeah. want to say, I am I am aware, I don't I don't need any messages uh, asking me if I'm, I'm aware that, that children were much, much less supervised in the 1960s. <laughs> like, right, I yeah, right. totally get it. Like this, Heck, that, we were much less supervised in the 1980s. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. and, and also I grew up in a small town, right? Like there was the, the county fair or the town fair or whatever in yeah, my we always town had the county fair. Right? It was like every year and they came through and they set up at the airport. Like my, my little town had a little mm. tiny airport that could only service like Cessna planes. Right. Mm -hmm. And they set up. <laughs> so you're riding the Ferris wheel and avoiding planes at the same time. No, Is that because, what because it was the, the airport was so small, right. That okay. no one, no one was coming in and out was coming or going. Right. So mm -hmm. they, right. they would like set up out there and we'd go, we go and there, you know, there's a little Ferris wheel and crap like that. I, I like, I totally get that. And when I was a little kid, I think it was, it was acceptable. Like it happened that you might go to it without parental supervision starting at, I don't know. Let's just say 12. Three. I don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was that young, but anyway, this movie just, it just bugged me how this movie, you know, was trying to trying so hard to make the point that this kid is unsupervised because his mom is, uh, you know, <laughs> see what, what that's a good question we should talk about mom here in a second yeah, the yeah. character I, the mom because yeah. she is she's is hope davis right yeah it is, hope is that davis. right yeah yeah. But, yeah and so yeah that her what, what is she exactly is she a bad mom or a super bad mom is she a liar is she spending all the money herself does she hate her kid there's some i think some she's i think undertone. she's complicated and Stephen yeah. King likes very complicated parental slash uh, right child relationship stuff. He's, he also I don't he, know. He, I mean, I feel like Stephen King really works hard on his main character, like creating a lot of dimension to the main yes. character, and then secondary characters like girlfriend, 
two-dimensional. Yeah. Uh, friend who might as well be uh, River Phoenix in Stand By Me. Yeah. Two-dimensional. <laughs> Bullies. Town bully. One-dimensional. Dim- one yeah, zero-dimensional. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, I want to say, I don't think Stephen King actually cares much to write about relationships, Scott. I don't think that's a thing yeah. that really that's, gets gets in there. And that was, like, my point in my greeting. Like, he, like, the way people treat each other and, you know, return to the same topics over and over and over and so forth is not a Stephen King thing. The like relationship between the kid and Anthony Hopkins yeah. It's, it's is, always is an unlikely. It's always the unlikely relationship that he usually focuses he spends on. Right? Time on. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I I get that. I I think she's to answer the original question though. I don't think she's a terrible mom. I feel like this was a a realistic portrayal of the '60s, '50s, '60s Single era. Mom. Single mom. Single mom. Yeah. I think right. that's. I think it. Uh, that was the attempt here. I don't know. I don't know what Stephen King's growing some, up was, but to some degree, I mean, there's the, you know, she's just trying to make enough money for the two of them to be okay and to, to make it day by day. And she can't afford decent presents and she's just not getting paid enough. She's kept at work late. Stuff well, like that, that. that everything and, you just said sounds like lyrics to a seventies mom trying to make a TV show. <laughs> it's a, Go ahead. Bon Jovi's living on a prayer. <laughs> is basically right. what I just recited, oh. but the, um, the telling your son that dad was, a bad guy when he wasn't that's kind of the bad mom behavior it's kind of the well i'm not making up in these i'm not doing well in these other areas to help support us as much as i'd like to so i still need to do something to make sure he's quote unquote on my side yeah and and that's the the you know the bad mom behavior is to poo poo the dad yeah um well that's so as somebody so ibit as our resident um uh, yes. uh one divorce, single child, child of divorce well child of divorce but also single single you know you were you were only child no oh, no sibling. only child only child of divorce ocod yeah. yes. so you're as close to this character as we can get in this moment uh are did you uh did any of this like ring familiar sure. in terms of like the latchkey nature of you can oh, kind of go do 100 yeah. yeah okay yeah i mean i basically come home from school i was responsible for uh making myself dinner my mom worked um uh evenings quite often so you know i'd see her pretty much before i went to bed we'd have tombstone pizzas in the fridge that i'd uh or the freezer yeah, that i'd make yeah. myself for dinner and this was all like eight nine ten like this you know yeah younger than uh uh the kid in this movie and um and there was a little bit of poo-pooing dad that went on um she said oh, it does it this, she still does it to this day and there's stories that's like yeah i know that didn't happen i know that wasn't something that he did because sure. he told me a different story yeah. but uh uh yeah very very similar to this yeah. um yeah. and Atlantis, kind of pushes the envelope a little bit but no, you should i'm right? glad it's you said movie. the title by the way it's thank a, you for that we haven't said this oh, movie yeah. yet, so thank you Hearts oh Atlantis. is that what we watched this week Hearts <laughs> and Atlantis Hearts and Atlantis Village of the Dam yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. what happened there alright sorry right. Randy go ahead I'm glad you by the it. way uh, shortest uh, summary I've seen in a long time on IMDB the summary it reads widowed Liz Garfield and her son Bobby change when mysterious stranger Ted Brodigan enters their lives yep pretty simple mm-hmm. doesn't give much okay. away there okay yeah, yeah. Um, feels like there that, could be more <laughs> I yeah. I like it. It's, it was a novella anyway, right? So I mean, that's exactly how long you. Uh, you yeah, but all novella. his his best film adaptations, arguably, are all novella Absolutely. short things yeah. like which which is know. to say i there's this is one of the many 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 little books where I don't feel like Stephen King really has anything to say. I'm I'm kind of like uh, he he finds an interesting thought 
you know, which is what would right. it be like if you knew someone who was really legit psychic and yeah, everything else was like a normal shitty life you're growing up. But the, there was this one person who was legit psychic. What would that be like? Like, okay, that's an interesting thought, right. Right? but he doesn't actually end up having anything to say. Like he, but and there's some, my- there's some real easy softball pitches right over the plate right. too that Stephen King mm. doesn't even swing at, like yeah. the yeah. government. That's a, there's an interesting thing you could say about the you know the government, and he doesn't right. at all. But I, that's what I love about Stephen King is the man. Honestly, the way I've read his stuff and his book on writing and stuff, I really get the impression it's like he always knows where to start. He always knows where to start, but he never knows where to end. So I'm okay with him not having a point because the journey in itself. Is enough. Yeah, I, no, I, there, I there, like the. There's journey. something to that. I, I he's a ter- He ends terribly most of the time. He's got some pretty good endings right. in some books. But oh, he, 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 he locks into an ending every once in a while. Yeah, but <laughs> once, but but there are endings. Like one of my favorite books of all time is uh, the Stand. I love the Stand. I've read, read right. it five times mm-hmm. over. It's a terrible ending. It's got an awful ending. But, right. I, but I, you, you but know, I love life is like that. Life doesn't have a nice bow on the but, end of it. Sometimes. Did, did any of the rest of you should. <laughs> yeah, did any of the rest of you like come away from this movie going wait so the kid's dad wasn't kidnapped by the low men like we're not going to find out anything like that like anything that explains why we're here right like well did, okay did you have so any of that so this is the other thing and i don't uh, I, i've not read the short book although i've heard about it a million times know of it and the main reason i know about hearts in atlantis is uh because the dark tower series has some connection to it and he does right. this a lot it's the sort of uh king of verse they call it uh, or the Dark Tower multiverse, where he uh, this book Insomnia, um, uh, crap. There's others. Salem's Lot. Salem's yeah, Lot has a connection. They all. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. the Stand, of course, because uh, has a it, the major bad they guy. All, they, seriously, they all Tommy yeah. Knockers. They're all wound in. They all have Tower. some connection back to the Dark Tower, and the Dark Tower is my favorite book series of all time, and I love it. And someday someone will properly make a good TV show around that thing. But anyway, the point is. Uh, this low men talk and, uh, you know, he references everything feeds the beam or everything leads to the beam or however that, yeah. that phrase goes. These are all things, uh, the regulators, these are all things I know from the Dark Tower. And so for me, this feels like really fun side fiction that's just like another piece to the pie, kind of like an MCU movie would be to the Avengers or something. And right. uh, I love that. But I but I also realize that no, not everyone knows this, certainly if you don't read his books. So this movie might land differently depending on how Stephen King aligned you are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel yeah. like I love that. And I love that crossover, especially in Insomnia. I don't know you, if they were going to make that, but you've got that. a lot more material that you kind of pull into this movie from other sources. Whereas somebody like me that hasn't read any of the dark tower yeah. comes into this and says, all right, um, yeah, that was a nice little slice of life and a couple things yeah. happen, but okay. All right. Yeah. It, you know right. what? That's really, I'm glad that you have that perspective and yet this is the first time you've seen this as well, right? This is our first completely feeling. First time I've seen this. Okay. Yeah. Same here. First and, time you've been forced to watch it. Right. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird coming to this thing without having read the source material, which I usually do with Stephen King. I've read almost everything he's ever written, but uh, in this case I hadn't in, mm-hmm. and it's also a much bigger compilation of short stories that makes up hearts in Atlantis, the book, um, right, and, they, they only and cover the first. Man in yellow coats is the actual story inside Hearts and, in Atlanta. Yeah, 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 sure. But but then also we have to acknowledge that you're you're giving that whole thing to William Goldman, and 
what comes out the other side is a William Goldman telling, right? It's, it's very like, there were scenes in this movie where I was like, are we recreating the princess bride? I really feel like this kid and his grandpa telling him a story about Bronco Nagurski is a (laughs) ripoff of the princess bride, right? Yeah. Wow. I never even made that that connection. I mean, it kind of is. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're not wrong. It yeah, was it's... it was wild how similar that those two scenes are from those two movies, and and so like you gotta you gotta stop and and say well you know what we're not entirely in Stephen King's head no, in this movie. No, and a lot of people we're, complained is... about that back in the day. I remember reviews are a little weird about it, but when he was in the room staring into the sky and saying weird phrases. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm immediately into it because I'm like, I know what he's saying. I know what he's seeing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So those all that wasn't just gibberish. That was like, no, that stuff Dark right Tower out of right out of Dark Tower. So he's looking at gotcha. like he's probably seeing the Crimson King and, you know, all this bullshit that goes on in the in the um, right. In and by this point, by this point, we had four Dark Tower books. Uh, so we, we had gone all the way through Wizard and Glass. Like Wizard and Glass came out in ninety seven. Oh, That's my favorite Dark Tower so book, by the way. So good, so good. And, Gosh, uh, dang it! Ugh. You know, so so like this movie comes along, and then we go on to the fifth book, uh, Wolves of the Kala. Mm-hmm. So yeah, th- this movie definitely has like some shoehorn stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that scene. Yeah, for sure. And, and and they and they you know the movie again. See, this is just so weird to be to be uh, just to use Ibit as the example to be Ibit eyes on this. Mm-hmm. It's not. Because I did that while I was watching. I'm like, well, what is this like if you don't know this? And it's kind of not that big a deal. Okay, he's psychic. We don't even know what he's saying. Okay, great. Like the right. all of the 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 edge is way dulled without yeah. that knowledge. And well, maybe that's the like, problem with this movie. There's, is it? There's the, a, literally a reading of a newspaper, right? Which is supposed to be factual about this universe, <laughs> and the and the reading of the newspaper tells us. That the you know the mysterious character is just the subject of a government experiment. He is psychic. He has escaped from them. They're coming to get him. Right? The Men in Black, you know, are are they're not portrayed as anything other than just government agents trying to get this guy back. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a very plain story. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, I guess that's what I'm saying. It sounds really basic and kind of dumb without that context. And so I don't know. That's a in, in some ways, I'm like, I admire them for trying to even make this thing. And then part yeah, of me is like, yeah. oh, man, you guys really left all the context out. But, you know, I, for for me, I really enjoyed this because of that knowledge. I don't know that I would have thought this was all that great had I right. had I seen it I'm, without that. I've never read. And I'm, and I'm here to Dark say Tower. I didn't. Yeah, there it <laughs> right, is. Right. There it is. Yeah. that's. No, I'm really yeah. glad that that perspective is here because this is the difference between this being a great King of Earth movie and this being anything worth seeing standalone. And I'm not sure it's great standalone. Yeah. There's good acting. I think uh, we, we haven't talked about him yet, but uh, uh, Anton Yelchin, who passed oh, away yeah. horrib- horribly, sadly at age 27. Yeah. We've seen him in other movies. We saw him in that alien new movie. New Chekhov, of course. Yeah, yeah new Chekhov. Familiar. And that alien movie that he was in with uh, Bale was, or not alien, sorry, Terminator, was... Uh, way better with him in it like he's a he's a really talented when he was a kid very talented acting kid and i thought he was great in this it's really yeah. good yeah. he was really good yeah and it bummed me out it made all the other kid actors seem shitty though whoa they seemed yeah. bad compared to him <clears throat> but uh but I yeah think like this uh, movie yeah go ahead i think i think this movie is best watched on a rainy day 
just like, uh, you know, like maybe like in a movie marathon, kind of sandwiched in the middle of other things and kind of go, well, that was interesting. Hey, you know, a well, summer it, movie. It slots right into a, a subgenre of other movies. And they're unfortunately, they're all better. Uh, like it slots right into the stand boy, boyhood growing up. Yeah. Stand by the stand by me list. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And you can even put some things that have supernatural elements in there, like eight millimeter or uh, uh, what's the uh, uh, what's the movie as uh, ET. Right. Like, uh, like that's a completely supernatural. That's not right. a, not realistic at all. But like you could put ET in that list. Right. Right. And, and you realize, oh, wow, these are all better movies. Boyhood is such a better movie. Than this, uh, like recently, we saw uh, the Florida Project, way better movie. Well, yeah, we of did. course they don't. They don't depend. Uh, see, again, this is where the problem is. It doesn't depend on this other stuff, which I think makes it better. Um, yeah, you know, and that's and that's a you know, a movie has to obviously has to be able to stand on its own for people who haven't seen the rest of the material. You brought up MCU, and that's a great example because you'll see these things in the background of the MCU films that reference other things. It's like, oh, there's the Tesseract, or there's an early version of Captain America's shield there in the background. You mean Lion things that make us yeah. insufferable to our uh, people who go with us? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Our, our loved ones and friends yeah. and loved ones. Exactly. Yeah, but we well, love that, that stuff, is, right? We but love those it. have to be, those have to be the sprinkles on the icing of the cake and not the icing itself. Oh, this, look at that. this movie like is a that. great cake. Like it's a great, Oh, this is such so, a great story. What a did, heartwarming story. Right. But you're just, you're no... describing a cake that was is like frosted with sprinkles. That sounds disgusting. Oh, oh no, frosted man. has frosting and sprinkles. Yeah, Brian, yeah. come okay. on. Yeah, you gotta oh, okay. have both. Okay, right, right, Not right. the other way. That's the problem. If you do sprinkles okay. only, you're you, you're screwed. You can't have that. Right. You yeah. have it's a cake with sprinkles, and that oh, that that's what you're saying, Brian. Yes, this, yeah, this yeah, movie is yeah. a cake with sprinkles and no ice. The sprinkles only. Yeah. Yes. Which, By the way, I, yeah. making this list, I uh, I came up with subgenres of subgenres. I told okay. you I made a lot of notes about this All movie. Right. Right. Subgenres <laughs> of the subgenre. Okay. And I wanted to ask you guys if you if you if you've ever thought about this. Like so, for example. The the, uh, the the Steven Spielberg versions of this all have aliens or or something like aliens, right? Mm -hmm. right. Uh, so there's yeah. a subgenre. It's boyhood plus there might be aliens. Yeah. Uh, another <laughs> subgenre that I really really like is the whale rider or chasing mavericks mm. subgenre, mm -hmm. which is boyhood growing up near the ocean. <laughs> oh wow! Like free like free Willy. <laughs> well, I guess Whale Rider is about it, is girlhood growing up near the ocean, right? Is it? I didn't and know that. I and uh, I just really like. So, yeah, I think we should expand it to to just childhood in general. I mean, we all have. It's, yeah. it's a coming of yeah. age story, right? It's coming it of age. So then some of them are like complicated. Uh, uh, kids are growing up, and there's crime going on, or there's something like there's something like man being bad to other man going on, right. and the kids like warriors. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Like, you, Monster you Squad. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Like, there's this. Yeah, there's yeah, these yeah. subgenres that are. They're just really, really interesting because you take the you take the general idea that kids have to grow up and yeah. what they grow up and they sometimes encounter things that they shouldn't and you you unpack all it's, of that. It's, but then it's a this really... movie doesn't have any of it. You don't have the kids. The kids <laughs> could have intersected with Alan Tudyk and all sorts of things could have. You know what I mean? Could have like come out of that right like one of them right. should have become obsessed with three card monty <laughs> you know what i'm, right, you know what I'm right. saying like that sort yeah. of thing and mm. this movie it is determined to never tell you that sort of thing at all yeah right? no, by the way three card monty i thought i thought it was always rigged i did i didn't think you put the real card on the table that was the trick 
I thought it was. No, yeah. you do. You do because you have to flip it over at some point. But what you do is you, as you're moving one card, you're picking right. it up with the other card and dropping the top card down. So right. it, it throws people off. Oh, I, oh, see. I thought, I, like I said, I thought it was literally a trick. So you go to flip the card over, what are they called? You were palming a card. You just kind of flip it over and go, psych. Yeah. You guessed yeah. it, but you didn't. Back when I traveled for back when I traveled for business, I had a whole weekend in uh, in Manhattan one one weekend and uh, completely on my own. And I I went and stood and watched a guy, uh, you know, con tourists out of their money. And I ended up talking to him. I was just like, I'm really really impressed that it looks to me like you're actually not vanishing the card and making it reappear. You're just randomizing where it ends up going and he's like yeah that's all i have to do right because i'm betting them uh i'm giving them 50 50 odds but the odds of them actually finding it are only 33 percent, right so i'm just gonna over time (laughs) i'm gonna win you know yeah i liked uh tudic was really good in that by the way and i thought um it's one of his earlier things and i thought he uh was particularly menacing when the kids started figuring it out. There was something really, yeah. really dark yeah. about that. And he's got great, more. Yeah. great. Yeah, exactly. I was hoping for, for more as well. Um, I have a really quick three card money story as well. Um, okay. Of course it takes place in Vegas, but this is, uh, um, about, no, you don't say this can't be yeah, possible. Okay. Amazing, right. Yeah. Weird. Uh, probably about 15, 10, 15 years ago. I'm there for uh, their solo on a solo trip and uh, going down the strip and you get to those, escalators right around planet hollywood and as you're going down you can kind of look over the side and i see these these guys with a little card table and they're doing the three card money there's a group of people around them but then i hear this like and there's a there's a guy halfway down the, the the street towards um towards bally's Who's making that noise? The, uh, the the guy with the card table immediately sweeps the cards into a box, folds up the card table, and just starts walking away like nothing's nice. going on. And it's nice. you know it's like basically wow. all right, the fuzz is coming. We're on us. We got to move to a new location. Yeah, like a like he had a prairie dog scout. Right, right. Exactly. It was like it was that kind of noise. That. Oh wow! Awesome. That's amazing. That's there's some real. Old schoolness to that. I don't know what that oh, is. So yeah. much, yeah. yeah. And you know, there were there were tourists around them who were probably losing money hand over fist because they they had never heard of this uh, uh, follow the queen, or they they thought they could outsmart it. Yeah. Oh, people always think that's how that works. Yeah. Okay. Yes. If by the way, if you're uh, trying to work in Hollywood and you can do it, get Alan Tudyk's agent. This guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. This yeah. guy manages to get cast in er- basically everything Disney does for the last ten years. Mm, yeah. It's just remarkable how he shows up in in Kanto, and he was in like recently he was in the um, uh, Modoc, and uh, right. you know he was in Big Hero Six, and like he's all over you know other Marvel properties, and f- he's in Frozen Two, and so on. It's so, like just like. Man, this guy gets work. He gets around. And he's yeah. and he's fantastic in Resident Alien. If you have not seen it, it is. Um, I think you can watch it on the NBC app or the Peacock app, and it is fantastic. He he does a great job playing an alien playing another guy. Yeah, like a guy in a, not in a suit, not not in the same way that what's his name did in Men in Black, but kind of like a, right. I don't know. It, right. He's very, very good. Very similar uh, to that. What though, do we yeah. call that trope? 
There's got to be a name for it. It's Hold called on. Dandy it's, Tudic or Alan Tudic. I keep saying Andy. Alan Tudic in a suit. No, I don't know what it is. Uh, but he's uh, pretty good. He's awesome. And uh, he was particularly good, I thought, in uh, iRobot. It was only a voice role, but um, right, right. I loved him as the the main iRobot robot. He was also yeah. really good in that Star Wars, um, the good one, uh, the recent good one, and the only one I've liked so Star, far. Star Wars Beyond. No. Star, not, not Beyond. Um, Star Wars Rogue One. Rogue Fuck One. That's the one. Uh, oh, he, right. K2SO or whatever yeah. his. Whatever the robot is. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's just awesome. I don't. I have. Star he's also Wars the pi- he's pirate Dave or whatever he is in the in the dodgeball movie. He's great. He's yeah. great. He's was always good. He's pirate. always fun. Was it David? I tell pirate? you, David. What what is what is David Morse? What is his? He's the greatest character word? actor of all time, and every what? time he's in yeah, anything, I, I get excited. That's what he is. What is this? What is this one defining? human quality that i i, I can never I, is, he, is he charming what's the he, one word that you can describe a, David uh, Morris? Yeah, it feels like there's one word to him uh, no matter there what kind go. of character he's playing he's got really sad eyes that even when he's right. playing a bad guy like i immediately thought of uh, 12 monkeys david morris when i saw the long hair even though <laughs> he's a very he's a very nice guy in this and a very bad guy in that one yeah, yeah. But, right um but there's no matter what kind of character he's playing there's a vulnerability he has because of his sad eyes yeah like yeah yeah i agree he was great very in the rock he was great in he's great in everything but i remember Green seeing mile him, yeah i remember seeing him way back in um uh, St. Elsewhere days. He was one of the yeah. Uh, the I liked doctors. him in uh, in what was it Heat? What was that show? Does the blue heat? What was it called? Blue? Uh, what was the one where uh, Archie Bunker was? Oh, in the heat, heat of the, of the night. night. Heat of the night. Heat of the night. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He was in that. <laughs> was he in that Blue Heat? Blue Heat. Blue like, oh, heat. heat. Archie Bunker. Yeah, he might have been. Something. I mean, that was the TV version of the successful film with Sidney Poitier, right? That's the that's right. what that is. Uh, rest of the rest right of soul. Gotta be in here. Well, see, but, he was another bad guy in uh, Contact, right? Like, uh, yes. didn't he blow up the original device? Uh, wait, was that? And then the rich wait, guy had to. He was in Contact. I I don't remember precisely, but he was. I think he I was, was a suicide bomber figure. that blew up the. Uh, uh, David Morse. David Morse. <sighs> Something like that. that Did he, oh, that the, he blew the, up the the first device and then we find out the rich guy had had built a second device that. Uh, no, 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 no. David Morse is like the. The 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 father figure to our lead character is like oh, speaking right. to okay. her in her dreams. Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> right. <laughs> These are really flimsy memories of contact. That's how yeah, this goes. Yeah. But the suicide bomber was um, it's because long hair, I'm, crazy eyes. That's the thing. I'm plugging his twelve monkeys. <laughs> yeah, character into. <laughs> Uh, I think I totally got it wrong. I don't think he was ever in the heat of the night. What am I thinking of? <laughs> I don't know what was you're thinking of. Blue heat? Blue heat. <laughs> no, I'm trying to remember. Oh, God, what was it? <laughs> in the heat of the proof, blue. In the blue of the, light? In the heat of the, in the, heat of of the screw it. Uh, uh, the blue whoever. night. Yeah. The blue night. That's it. Um, Not even close. He's, uh, he's, he's famously, I think, and very good in this role. And also part of his vulnerability that Brian describes really serves him well here. But in John Adams, yeah. he played George Washington, and I loved his Washington. Just loved his take on that. Oh, we need to uh, we need to add The Getaway, the uh, the remake with uh, Baldwin and Kim Basinger, because he's he is a very bad guy in that one, like hunting uh hunting the two of them oh but i remember way, you know I, what we saw him in the long kiss good night where he died yeah, in that yeah. that water that's right yeah i just looked up contact the suicide bomber was played by jake Busey. 
And <laughs> oh, it's right. going to be weird if you were just listening to this episode of Film Sack after having listened to Contact from mm. eight, you know, like eight years ago or whatever we sacked it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh, man. The Indian Runner's good. I think good. it was. He's yeah. good. He's good. Oh, I love Dave Moore. He's great in everything. Yeah. yeah I really I like I think it was St. Elsewhere that I was thinking about. How did I get across to uh, whatever? Yeah. Because Archie I'm Bunker done. was in St. Elsewhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great crossover. Wires cross. Uh, maybe I'm looking off into space like Anthony Hopkins. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what you're doing. Uh, yeah. We've I, seen him quite a bit. He's our he's our lead film sacked actor uh, from this movie. We've seen David Morse oh, more uh, than five else. other times. Sure. He was Besides Contact, he was in Proof of Life. As you said, Long Kiss Goodnight, he was in The Rock, and he was in 12 Monkeys. Yeah. Um, he was... He the was only, the uh, sad husband in in Proof of Life, right? You're right. He is. Was he? The, he was kidnapped, right? Uh, he was the one they were trying to rescue in Proof of Life. I can't remember Proof of Life at all. That was, yeah, uh, that's with Meg Ryan, where her husband gets kidnapped because yeah, he's working. Meg Ryan in, and uh, um, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe oh, goes to help him. Then she kisses Russell Crowe. Yeah, and, I remember now. Now I remember. Right. I remember. I remember. We've now we've now seen Anthony Hopkins four <laughs> times because I guess he's willing to take some some trash as uh, work every now and then. Yeah. Even though this wasn't trash. No, this wasn't right. trash. He he. In fact, he. According to the trivia, let me read this for you real quick. It's pretty good. Um, Sir Anthony Hopkins uh, uh, said, "Let's see. He thought it would be. Oh, okay. Here's here's the full quote. Um, Sir Anthony Hopkins discussed psychic abilities and synchronicity." with director Scott Hicks in an interview included on the DVD. In that exchange, he tells how uh, he had been in Florence filming Hannibal and reading a nonfiction book by William Goldman. In the book, Goldman discusses previously working with Hopkins and discussed Kathy Bates in Misery. Hopkins recalled thinking it would be interesting, he's saying this in the commentary, to work with Goldman again and would be interesting to work on a Stephen King story. Two days later, uh, a call came that there was a script for him to read by Goldman based on Stephen King's book. Hopkins accepted immediately without even seeing it. So this is him finally getting to do a Stephen King movie. And it's really only based on like one sixth of the book. Right. There's there's a couple other short stories in that book that are referenced in, uh, in hearts of Atlantis. So it, it borrows from a few things in there. But like I, I read every Stephen King in college. I was just like on a Stephen King tear and I read this. I don't remember much of it, but I remembered when I sat down to watch this movie, I, I, I thought to myself, what was hearts in Atlantis, the book about, and all I could remember was it was about Vietnam. Like that's all I could remember. And this, (laughs) uh, you know, it's had something to do with Vietnam and Vietnam vets come back from the war and they're messed up. (laughs) And that's all, that's what I could remember. Right. And then I'm watching this movie and it never, even that you never even hear the word vietnam that's good that's because that it's in the, it's the 60s it's that other book early though. 60s there's a whole other book with vietnam in the name that's part of the series and that's probably what you read um what's that called maybe you're thinking of in heat of the night no that's not what you're thinking <laughs> of. i put in the chat or in uh, chat the sorry our discord uh some low man shots so the way this works yeah. in, Mid- yeah. in midworld where they're from um and they're all sort of they're all employed by the army of the crimson king long story Anyway, they're kind of rat-like, humanoid, and from a distance, yeah. they kind of look like people. The closer you get, they look like these horrible rat creatures. That human there with the kind of blood running down his face, that's mm-hmm. one of them in a basically a flesh suit. And then the low nice. man, the low man is like that. And so that guy with the kind of distorted face and the yellow coat, he's meant to look kind of inhuman if right. you get too close to him. And that's why in the and- movie, this movie, they never really showed, they showed him lanky and weird from a distance. But never saw yeah. him in their face. It is like men in it is like men in black. I yeah, mean, that's how they right. treated him. That's yeah. how they treated him. But if you know what what you know about this, and then you see it, 
you notice things like, oh, they're so skinny and gaunt and why do I never see their faces? And, you know, it's there's a real attempt there to to adhere to the old stuff. And I really I really like that. But anyway, what you're thinking of, Randy, is the book uh, Why We're in Vietnam, which was part of those collections that became. No, I'm talking, But I'm talking about Hearts in Atlantis. My my memory of, of re- the book Hearts in Atlantis is that it's like six or seven short stories all crammed together. It's five total. And yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah, but that's <laughs> but that's my point. Of them, most of them are about Vietnam. There's, uh, there like a story. There's this one of them is a story about a, a vet who comes back from Vietnam, and has uh like inter- interacts with some some people on the street. Right, and, which is my which is my whole point about it. The, the, they wouldn't do it in this chunk that they t- took it from because the low men in yellow coats story has no Vietnam reference because it's set in 1960. So they wouldn't yeah, have any Vietnam 60s. shit in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so the reason, that, that's my whole point, is Hearts in Atlantis, the movie, is mostly low men in yellow coats. The rest of it kind of got not used, which is a bummer. Because I think some of that other stuff is pretty good, too, from what I've heard. But uh, but yeah, like they, they, they strictly pulled from that. I don't know if the intent was like, oh, one day we'll make four other movies and they'll all do Blind Willie, why we're in Vietnam and heavenly shades of night are falling. Like, I don't know why that never happened, but... Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're no good. I don't we know. we forget in our in our modern day where where we uh, where people respect Stephen King movies. And it wasn't so when we were growing up. Nope. No, that was a no. it was a rough start, man. Yeah. It was a and rough this start. movie. This movie is kind of in the turning point, and that's one of the things I wanted to yeah. talk to you about. Is like this movie comes out in two thousand one, and at that point, saying a Stephen saying this is a Stephen King movie, like you only really have before it, you only really have Shawshank redemption to stand against everything else. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so like, it makes sense that, th- that you're not pushing this real hard yet as a Stephen King joint. You're, you're calling it just, you know, it's a movie based on Stephen King and it's directed by someone who, you know, someone who you yeah. haven't really heard of a lot and mm-hmm. written by someone you definitely have heard of that you right. respect and this kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, we were definitely pushing Am- Anthony Hopkins. That was the sale. That when right. you went you were going to see an Anthony Hopkins film. Yeah, this would have been Hannibal year. Same year he did Hannibal and yeah. was still kind of riding high on that whole thing and, and you know. And by the way, Scott Hicks was on a tear at this time and I don't understand what happened to that guy. Yeah, like well, what was he, he doing? Let's see here. Uh, so he had he had gotten a lot of praise a couple of years earlier for a film called Snow Falling on Cedars. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and uh, 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 who? Oh, shoot, what was that? That was like Ethan Ethan Hawke, Max von Sydow, um, uh, uh, some uh, Japanese actors. I'm forgetting uh, all of them. Yeah, uh, it had James Cromwell in it. And uh, oh, I remember was, this. This was a was this an didn't he get an Academy Award nomination or something? It was, I, yeah, yeah. It was, it was very deal. highly it was very highly regarded. This movie. Ooh, Carrie Harugi Takawa, however you say his name. I love that guy. And and just before that, he had made one of those like films that uh, you hear you know won awards at like Sundance and stuff. It was called Shine. Yeah, and that was a yeah. Jeffrey Rush movie. Yeah. That was the. The Jeffrey Rush, Jeffrey Rush smoking uh, cigarettes movie yeah. is all I remember about it. But <laughs> anyway, my point is Scott Hicks was like a serious actor, actual, actual like rising star auteur. Mm-hmm. Right. What happened to that guy? Like, this, is movie, this movie's not bad. 
as far as directing yeah. goes. Yeah, everything since then, though, kind of unremarkable. He stopped. The last thing he did was 2016. He's working on something called A Gentleman's War, which pre-production could mean anything that might be stuck in hell who knows but the um uh the guy got his start he's an australian director got his start directing in excess videos uh, oh really? yeah so nice. like uh don't change spy is love or spy of love rather uh to look at you brian brian will of course know mm-hmm. these yep uh early, early 80s stuff. pre pre-kick stuff yeah yeah early early in excess and then he did an in excess documentary in Let's see. When's that? 2004. 2004. That'd be interesting. I wouldn't mind looking at that. Mm-hmm. That was a really good one a couple of years ago, about just about Michael Hutchins. Yeah. And uh, um, it's a lot of, not a lot of covers, but a lot of alternate versions of the big hits, the kick songs and the um, Shabu Shaba stuff. Uh, really, really good. And kind of makes you feel bad for his whole situation a lot more than, than the media did. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, the media loved the idea that he hung himself with the whole wiener out thing and all all that. It's unfortunate. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, man. that's the one. Um, but but yeah, I'm sure there's more to it. I wouldn't mind seeing that because I just saw something else on TV where they were using a ton of really old in excess songs. Those guys were great, man. Yeah, they were great. They were so great. I mean, yeah. they overplayed you know some of it. But. You know what wasn't great? Mm. Uh, uh, the the movie lineup from two thousand one. <laughs> yeah, I went to uh, I went to Google and said popular movies oh, yeah. two thousand one. Let's see, mm-hmm. we got Out Cold, oh, Original oh. Sin, Darny Darko. I thought I was the only person that saw that. A Beautiful Mind. There you go. That's okay. Yeah. But yeah, but just this is that's the, that's at the top of the list. Not another team movie. Mm. Shallow How. Freddie got fingered. These are the popular movies. <laughs> funny. Well, and this one, you know, we this had one, kind of a disaster right in the yeah. middle of that year. So stuff wasn't yeah, super. But that was no, that was later that year. This would have for... been, that was later that year. They have no excuse. These movies were probably mostly made in 2000. And I'm not, I'm not giving it to them. I'll yeah. give you 2002. Right. Yeah. This movie, <laughs> this movie was made. This movie was made in the middle of 2000, the summer of 2000. And then, right. uh, and by the way, Staunton, Virginia, that must be a, oh. that must be an interesting little town. Like there's shots of it that really you really think, wow, I'm looking at the 1960s here, mm. uh, you know. And there's not like they didn't like CG out a bunch of stuff. That's just what that town looks like, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this was made in 2000, but it came out. It was released on September 28th, 2001. Oh so wow! I, oh, I imagine it kind of got buried at the box office. Yeah, a little Absolutely. bit. I remember at the time it was a thing and people talked about it, but I. I just don't remember it like leaving a huge mark that year. And I remember some people saying, well, I wish it was more like the book or they'd covered more that was in the book or the collection and, and blah, 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 a lot of talk like that. And I think that's why I didn't see it because I was just like, oh, okay, well, that sounds like video or rental. But I ended, like, I ended up really liking it. You know, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a well-made movie. Time. And even even the, the, the perspective of not knowing about all that connection to uh, Dark Tower or what Dark those Tower. connections are, it's still... A, it's competent and well acted and 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 in some ways just a nice film um nobody dies in this movie which is one of the first stephen king movies ever to not have a death in it well people died mm-hmm. well, died solely. in it but they don't they don't <laughs> well, no, no, no. the girl the girl dies solely dies i don't mean that i mean there was no yeah, deaths on, screen. on screen like yeah, they yeah. die yeah. yeah it didn't die nobody died once the movie started yeah right. i think that right. if you if you were able to go back and look death Death must be the number one, I don't want to call it a trope, but the number one thing in movies, right? Every movie's got right. something to do with yeah. death. Well, yeah, you got you got to have flawed characters, and generally one of the easiest way to do it in a relatable way is to go, oh, they've lost someone. 
that's why they're broken. Yeah. Right. By the way, this movie in uh, Turkey was called Jazemli Yabinki. There you go. Yabinki! <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start doing that. What, is, what does Yabinki mean? I'm yelling it out loud. It might be some terrible thing to say. Oh, might, might be. That might, <laughs> might be Yabansi. I'm not sure how you say it. Okay. Yabansi. Yabansi. Knock it off, Yabansi. Jismeli. Yabansi. I just. Like I guess I my my summary of the movie though is I, I'm asking the question and this goes to my greeting for this episode I'm asking the question why did we why did we spend so much time talking about some things and not others that deserve some okay hang on Randy was talking and then we lost power for a second and now we're back and now Randy uh, remind us you were about to say a thing yeah so it's uh, the days have passed and uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I, I was I was saying that like this movie this movie just focuses on on th- certain things and not others and it's it's to the detriment of the whole film right mm-hmm. like like for example uh, we we get hours and hours of Bronco Nagurski. <laughs> like right. that's and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't tell us it doesn't tell us anything about Hearts in Atlantis, right? Bronco Nagurski isn't a character in the Dark Tower. No, 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 no that's the just thing. Kidding. It's a fair point. That's, that's, it's just, it's just like, what are we doing here? It's, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. That part. I'm just saying it doesn't advance anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then on the other hand, we had uh, a boy beat up a girl, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, and it's like with a bat you, with a yeah. baseball bat. Yeah. You could, you could tell us some more about the aftermath of that, right? Nope, nope. No. We're not giving you a word about that, except Dude, that kid. except the kid gets revenge. Right? There's a rape revenge story here, yeah. And that's it. That's well, the whole the, thing. the the good thing about that character, who's the douchebag with the bat, uh, is he really did nothing after this. This was like his only thing. <laughs> so wait, wait. So the actor should get penalized for yes. um, playing a character that hits a girl with a baseball. Yeah, player. Timothy Reifschneider is his name. Played Harry, Harry Doolin. <laughs> And uh, he did some other stuff, but not much. Uh, he's out of there. Like 2002, right. he did a celebrity deathmatch uh, voice. And oh, funny. Uh, then How to Get Away with Murder TV series. He had a very oh. small role in 2014. Okay. But that's it. That guy's out. He's the quiet guy on that one. Yeah. He was with there. a bat. Yeah, with a bat. With a bat. Uh, yeah, I hated him. When he freaking copped a feel because he thought he could just oh, piss yeah. me off, you little turd. You're basically right, yeah. molesting and, and everything that he did. But it's, two, but it's still the two-dimensional bully. We have no yeah. background as to what, what has gone on, why he is the way he is, or what problem he has with the main characters, anything like that. He's just a bad guy that is written right. to be a bad guy. Yeah. Well, and he, and we he's don't repressing even, cross-dressing, apparently. Well, we don't know that for sure. Right. We don't Anthony. know that. We have right. to just take it on faith that Ted can see that as the truth. Mm, That's the thing. Right. Like mm. this movie, this movie just doesn't do a very good job of giving us the evidence we need to understand what the characters are are experiencing. Right. Yeah. That's a. How many times does Stephen King get beat up as a kid? He won't let it go, man. <laughs> right. He won't let it yeah. go. But boy, we know that he had a friend who had short River Phoenix hair, wore right. um, white, uh, plain Hanes t-shirts, rolled right. up cuff jeans, and uh, was just always hanging out with them. Yeah. 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 The, he, uh, the kid, the kid, the oh, so in the, I understand that in the book and Randy, you read it. So you probably remember this. The friend Sully was way more prominent uh, in this. He's barely in yeah. it. And I almost felt like where's, where's Sully. Yeah. And I was like, what happened to Sully? Sully really made an impact on Ted's life. Uh, right. <laughs> or the kid's Nothing. life. Sorry, not Ted's life. Yeah. S- Sully had a very unfortunate, um, 
ADR director. <laughs> He's got some really, really bad dub dialogue, which I'll play in the clips oh, really? later. But maybe that was why. Maybe this kid had a horrible voice. I don't know. But we're supposed to feel something when Sully's, you know, funeral gets the kid to go, you know, or gets David Morse, grown up kid now, to go out and see him. And then he seeks out the girl and they're having this big connection. We're supposed to feel something for Sully. How can you? The kid was in there for like four seconds. I don't right. feel anything. No. She seemed like kind of a turd, that kid. So, yeah, that's yeah, that stuff I, landed flat for me a and, little bit. And for me, my memories of the of the book were, you know, because you read something and it attaches to your experience, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, my memories of these this story and these kinds of stories have to do with my memory of being a little kid. And there was a, there was a girl down the street, and I was, boy, was I just head over heels in love with that girl. Her name was Christy Cook. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Christy, uh, her parents moved away when she was – uh, 11 or 12 mm, when we right. were 11 or 12 her parents moved away we moved far away too and i ended up writing letters to christy cook for a few years and then it petered off and then i didn't uh, i didn't ever hear of her again i wa- watching this movie last night i looked her up on facebook i this girl that you know was like that thing for me mm-hmm. and i was like oh look at that she's alive she's living somewhere in texas with her husband and her uh, you know now practically grown up children and and so on and i was thinking about how actually this is realistic this movie you know the yeah. thing where he moves away and then they kind of fall out of touch and mm-hmm. then he doesn't that even know everybody right mm-hmm. and he doesn't even know that the love of his life when he was a little kid is now dead david morse didn't even know right mm-hmm. like and, mm-hmm. and, and and that's like wow that's actually realistic mm-hmm. the the part where the three of them are just tromping off around in the woods and laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. That didn't strike me as, as realistic, (laughs) you know? Yeah, for sure. But he, but I guess my, my overall point on that is that Stephen King has made a living of making coming of age moment movies. Even it is one of those, or, you know, certainly the, what's the train one shit uh, with Wesley Um, uh, stand by me, uh, stand by me, stand by me is another story where it's very, the train one. Yeah. yeah, It's where they're all trying to get away from that train. I I always remember that. The whole movie. That's all they do. It's a great movie. You ever seen it? It's like stand by me. No, there's a train coming. Yeah. Get off the train. Yeah, Get off the train tracks. (laughs) It's like speed except with the train. But anyway, this is the baseball bat movie we're talking about. Yeah. The baseball bat. Uh, so they, he's always doing that. And this, this one had some of that and some of that done well. And then at other moments, I'm like, you've got this wrong. This isn't right. The, the Maybe it's because the other two kids aren't as good actors as Yelchin is or something. Or I, I don't know what to pin it on, but it doesn't quite capture that coming of age Stephen King quality that he's known for. Right. And um, I don't know. That could be you know, Right. You know, this made me go back and think about Kiefer Sutherland's um, bully character in Stand By Me. And movie. again, great movie, but still, you know, we really didn't have, we got, we got more development of the circle of friends. We got, you know, um, Corey Feldman's background as far as like his abuse and the, uh, and River Phoenix's character. We do get the, the best friends um, more than, more than just the two dimensional uh, characters, but the bully is just a bully. Just you know, right. Kiefer Sutherland's bad. That's all you need to know. Yep, yep, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. did I lose you? Oh, I thought I lost nope. you again. No, that no, we're, no, now we're just, all terrified that Scott's about we're, to we're, disappear on us. <laughs> we're, we're just thinking about the movie. It scared me for a second. Uh, Brie Larson auditioned for the role of Carol Gerber, but really? didn't get it. Yeah, she would have been. She couldn't be the Gerber then. baby. I think she could have probably done a better job. Be the baby. I thought the week one of the weakest performance part of it, except for when she broke her arm. 
or whatever she did to her leg or shoulder, yeah. popped it out. She was pretty good there. Uh, outside yeah. of that, though, woof. Come on, uh, uh, Micah Borum? Micah for, for, uh, yeah, for is, is Carol Gerber. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. she she was I, fine, but is, not uh, great. I I think she was, I think she was real oh, good. It it just like this is a really really hard role because this story is being told to you through the memories of the main character, right? And so that's why there's so many little sequences where Carol is depicted as kind of like dreamlike, right? Because right. we're we're not seeing her just as a little girl living her life. We're seeing her through his eyes, his memories. You know, like she's literally she's depicted wearing fairy wings at her birthday party, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. And and so like that's that's difficult. It's really difficult to pull it off. And I feel like they did. I, I really do. I feel like they they made the they made that idea that you have a friend from childhood that you remember kind of fuzzy <laughs> they they right, made that right. idea really come through yeah yeah is uh scott the thing that gross you out the most by the way is uh, her putting a warm belt just taken taken uh. right off of our main character still warm in her mouth to uh to bite on while <laughs> yeah 100 percent. that was it i really I didn't, think, yep. I didn't even think about that it may seem real specific but brian is right on the money here you're starting to you're starting to see my patterns that is absolutely the grossest <laughs> thing in the movie uh could could all of y'all smell the diner when we went in there and there are people smoking in the diner oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 like yeah, anytime they were in any of those public spaces i'm like man that was a time where everyone blew smoke in everyone's face and no one gave a shit and I don't know if it was if if I'm uh, remembering things incorrectly, but I feel like cigarettes smelled a lot worse ten years ago and twenty years ago than they do now. Like as a kid, I remember cigarettes smelling horrible. Yeah, like some right, kind of right. dirty, awful, freaking hobo yeah. death smell. And right, now, yeah. now they're filtered better. They got well, you know, everyone vapes now, so it's like different. But right, well, yeah, they smell Captain Crunch is yeah. what they smell like now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I I thought they captured all that pretty well. I you know I wasn't alive yeah. in 1960, but I I felt like I was there. Like they did a good job of of doing all that. Anthony Hopkins sure. looked like a guy might wear a fedora and you know a sweater and rock all that look and everything. And it was it was fine. I guess that makes David Morris what in his in 19 or in 2000 and uh 2001. David Morris was 38. Is that, Is that true? Right? Jeez. He's 60-something yep. now. That's crazy. Well, time is weird, man. Screw time. Right? F, mm. F time. And That's what uh, the movie's a lot about time. It's all kinds of time. And man. Hope Davis was the best uh, Cynthia Nixon of Nicole Kidman's that we could get for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it Some, was in the budget. I like, I like Hope Davis. I feel like Hope Davis is a character, like an actress who you automatically get... Um, just because of of the look on her face, like she is not right. cookie cutter pretty. Her character comes with a backstory right. just from Hope Davis's expressions, which is which is right. why like that. There's a that, like list. Renee Zellweger's on this list, right? Yeah. right? Like, there's- I feel like Nicole Kidman is not on that list. I feel yeah. like Nicole Kidman is a um, a very pretty blank slate that you can put your character on. Yeah. Uh, whereas. <laughs> Hope Davis, Renee Zellweger, even Cynthia, Cynthia Nixon. Nixon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. they come with they come with a their character comes with a backstory just because of 
like Hope Davis has a smirk all the time, and it's like, right. oh, what is she? What is what is uh, Anton Yelchin's mom smirking about yeah. all the time? She has resting right. smirk face. That's what she's got. Resting and, smirk face. And yeah. this was the time when mm, my smirk at <laughs> my gosh, Hope Davis was in every heart art house movie in the early 2000s when I was yeah, living was. across the highway from the Arboretum in North Austin. Like she was in About Schmidt, and she was in American Splendor. And she was in this film that no one saw called Synecdoche, New York. And it was like every one of these was – they played in the art house for a year straight, you know? Yeah. That was her That was her jam. I saw that Schenectady movie. What did I, why did I see that? I remember thinking it was one of the weirdest, quietest, slowest things I ever saw in my life. But yeah. Synecdoche. Synecdoche? Synecdoche. 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 No. Synecdoche. No, it's Schenectady. Schenectady. It's not, it's not getting Syn- better. Synecdoche. Nec- <laughs> slow it. Let's slow it up. Synecdoche, New York. New York was the name of the movie. Is that no. right? Synecdoche. Syn- <laughs> no, no, Synecdoche. that isn't right. Hold on. Synecdoche. It's it. It's a, <laughs> I must know now. Synecdoche. It's, it's, no, there's no sin in there. Synecdoche. It's wait. Synecdoche. Hold on. How do you spell so, it? Give me the spelling. S Y N. S-Y-N-E-C. Oh, okay. That's separate than Schenectady. Oh, I thought, yeah, I yeah. thought it was the name of the town. Yeah, no? there is a yeah. town, Schenectady, New York. But okay. then this, that's right. That movie, because it was like a, a back lot. They were recreating the town on a on a um a movie lot, right? Yeah. Am I remembering that? Uh oh, that's a weird movie. By the way, if you ever see that. I'm not even sure I'd tell you to it's say it. Synodosh. 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 That's how it's pronounced. Synodosh. 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 That's funny. All right. This, anyway. this was a time when Philip Seymour Hoffman or Paul Giamatti were in everything at the art house. And yeah. so was Hope Davis. Yeah, that's what she did. Uh, there was one other thing that was kind of gross. Uh, gross. Drawing an eleven in your own spit—that's just gross. Don't be doing that on the window. Oh, no, that, was, that, was, that was fog. Oh, it's fog created by your own spit. Oh. It's, it's your spit. It's still your spit. It came out it's of your mouth. The condensation in the air on the glass. No, no. From your mouth, he went. From your mouth. Yeah, but it's not spit. What? Do you, what is it then? Condensation. condensation. Yeah. yeah. From up, where does that? Where, where does that? So rain is me, rain is clouds. No, 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 no. Where where does the water from that come from? Where is your that? Lungs. The air. Yeah. The air. No, your, your mouth. You're heating, up the, water, you're heating there, up the water in the air. Yeah. There is not saliva in your lungs, Scott. I just want you to know. I know there's, there's not. not. Saliva I'm not in saying there is. But when you breathe on a window, that yeah. you didn't. It, it's not okay. You, all he, right. Take a take a tissue. Yeah. And do the same thing on that tissue. Does the tissue is the tissue sopping wet when you do that? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautifully timed, Scott Johnson. It's not sopping wet. It's uh, moist, though. Is it moist? Yeah, really? A little bit. Yeah. Do, do it. it. Try it. Maybe yeah. you have a medical condition. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little I'm moist. Here, Scott, go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going right. to spit. Longer. I'm doing it right now, though. If I do it more. Yeah, there's mo- it's moist paper now. Moist uh, the tissue. I'm telling you, there's some- it comes out of your face. 
You're heating the you're heating the condensation already in the air. Oh well, all right. Either way, it came out of your your, your mouth condensation. The heat came from your breath. I'm telling you, they can do a DNA test on that window, right? We, we would agree with that, right? They so say never. So you've never done that where you like go on a window and then draw something. Yeah, out? but it's gross. It's gross. <laughs> I have done it. It's just my point stands. It's gross. Either way, it, like however it gets there, it's foul. It's foul. I don't think so. It's gross. (laughs) I don't think it's gross. I think it's gross. Now, if you're in a car, okay, here's a good example. You're in a car. It's cold outside. Everybody in the car is breathing. Yeah. The the windows all get foggy. You're you're, are they fogged up with people spit? Yeah, totally. No, they're not. And if your kids, you're in there. Okay, like oh, okay, I'm gonna draw you know face or whatever in this in this thing. I get I get the tendency. I just think it's gross because now you got like, how do I put this? If you tested that window that David Morse breathed on, uh, or the kid, either one, when they did it the two times, if you tested it for DNA samples, you'd find his DNA in that goo, that that uh, window goo. <laughs> you would. You wouldn't. You would. Uh, you absolutely wouldn't. Because now you're saying, now you've gone beyond saliva, which is just water, and you're saying there's cells, There's his cells are what coming th- out of his uh, tissues but what do you the think saliva. a saliva test a saliva test gets you dna results what do you mean saliva saliva of course you can get a test out of that's that. it but do you you get the difference right you get the difference that, that like your saliva is in your mouth and to take a test you have to like spit i need a forensic scientist you to listen to the show breathe into a test tube to collect saliva can someone in this <laughs> can so. somebody can somebody out there who knows this stuff please write in and tell us is it possible yeah, to get a dna test is caused. Scott johnson believe brian ibbett and randy jordan even once no that, i always believe you guys that. in this particular we need some case random person calling themselves an expert no so okay. for Scott, when you have a cold glass of water <laughs> yeah and and you're in and it's warm outside yeah and the the edge of the glass kind of fogs up and gets wet and moist yeah is whose who spit is that nobody's that's condensation from the air but here's the thing if i get up on close to that glass and go then you would find my dna there you would find my dna there that's what i'm saying you find you find dna gross no no i well kind of yeah actually it is kind of gross think about it it's gross like where do you get dna blood semen breath right the the cells of your of your body yeah, or they, they, that's where the DNA is. Okay, yeah, yeah. so Scott hates himself in a genetic or a cellular <laughs> cellular level. Okay, when you're I when you. you're breathing, your cells aren't flooding out into the universe and landing on your monitor. So how right does now. so how does a how does a Scott alcohol hates a cell, but only on a cellular level? But how does a how does a how does a breathalyzer test work? That, that does that that's your cells, right? Or what is it doing there? No. Okay, it's what's measuring that? measuring the blood alcohol content it's, in right. your breath. Yeah. Right, because you're in There's your no lungs. DNA, it's in not your doing lungs. a DNA check to see no, if you're an alcoholic. No, I know that, in but what lungs. I'm saying is that's testable your air. You're testing your you're testing your breath. So why wouldn't your breath right. carry things you could test, including Oh my god. I'm telling you, if you breathe on a window, rub it off with a thing, you could get you could find out who I am. I'm telling you. This is gonna. I think, I'm gonna a, I think we have a good question for Bobby for next uh, yeah, TMS yeah. science right. <laughs> because apparently we'll believe Bobby. Okay, <laughs> that's great. It isn't that I don't trust you. It's hey, not that. Randy, it's not Randy, personal. You I just don't. I just don't believe podcast, you. We'll believe you too. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, listen. Apparently, that's all I got. I need to start. It's, a just, it's not right? you in particular. It's just I, I, I have it in my head, and it won't leave until I have some kind of you know, verification from a reliable source that says I can't do a DNA test with my breath. 
If I can do a DNA test with my breath on some surface, then that means my grossness stands. <laughs> it's still like gross. Like I said, it's not that he has probably anything other than DNA. You just don't like DNA. No, DNA is fine. Other people's DNA and putting your finger in it. Ugh. That's what. That's what's gross, right? Would you put your finger in somebody's little, uh, I don't know, sperm puddle in a hotel? Would you do that? You wouldn't, would you? <laughs> what kind of hotels are you staying at, Scott? I've never found Synecdoche. a puddle in my hotel room. Hey, it is. Listen to how this is pronounced. Synecdoche. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, just like Randy wow. said it. Yeah, just like Randy that said it. Just like Randy said it. Yeah. No, no, movie, Randy said it differently. I forgot that that movie was not about Schenectady. It was about Schenectady. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which the de- it's a definition, a figure of speech by which part, let's see, oh, it's high society is is this word. Schenectady. All right, well. So now no, we're going to no, take it. No, I know it is, but it's in Merriam-Webster as uh, says a figure of speech, which part of the whole 50 cents. Okay, we move ahead. The the whole uh, for the part such as society or high society, the species for the genus cutthroat or assassin, blah, blah, blah. Trying to find an actual definition. I always enjoy when we when we uh, head to Webster to uh to 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 end an argument well it's my my favorite it's why webster exists synecdoche is when i say los angeles is playing in the super bowl next week so was webster a big old dick i mean was he he just like (laughs) was he the original dick yeah it's like no i'm gonna write a whole book about how you're wrong let me write and write it down he has three listen synecdoche uh-huh and then synecdochical uh-huh synecdochically yeah <laughs> that's awesome all right uh anyway we'll we'll get verification on my spit theory later now ibit's now ibit is spamming the discord server with with facts first, yeah. first i got one from the um the appella windows how to understand condensation but then i also found an article from last month a month ago cnn dna can now be pulled from the very air we breathe to help find um endangered animals but i'd it's a long story. I don't know. I'm not going to read it to see how. I'm how not going to read it to prove my point. Screw that. You read it. Please don't let Scott thinking about how with every inhalation at the zoo, he's breathing in the cells of the animals. Oh, you are. You 100% are. Oh, when you, when you yeah. smell of turds, because you got a little turd cell in the air, you know that's how that works. Turd cell. Yeah. Parts, turd cell. Hold on. Turd Little micro poops going into your face. Yeah, the little micro poops. I so wish the names of these episodes were from the show itself. This would be called Turd Bells. All right. Well, I'm going to take that as a win, even though I haven't. Hey, read you know it. what? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, the 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 yellow men. What are they? The low men. Low, low men. Low men. Low they apparently have desktop publishing software because even though oh those signs were made to look like they were typed with a typewriter, yeah. the type was in multiple sizes, That's and you yes. can't do that on a typewriter. I no. made so many notes about this. So, <laughs> okay. So for starters, uh, yeah. the, we would have had mimeographs. Uh, mimeographs were. Um, uh, were basically uh, taking taking what something looked like kind of like a copy machine, only uh, the impression that you were making uh, was was in like from an ink plate. Yeah, and it was always like so, blue. God, I forgot yeah, about mimeographs. Yeah, they were they were good. Uh, at my elementary school. They came out purple. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but I guess because that was the cheaper ink, it was. It, purple ink was cheaper than black or something. I don't know. Yeah. 
but so there was that. So for starters, if you were going to make a lot of signs, uh, and, and you didn't want to make each one by hand differently using, uh, uh, tempura paint, by the way, uh, (laughs) if you're going to make a lot and you're going to mimeograph them, you probably would have used just a typewriter. Mm. The sign would have just been in typeface. Yeah. Right. 1960. Yeah, exactly. I agree. It's unfortunate because uh, t- it took me out a little bit. I was like, well, wait a minute. We right, because these are laser laser printed. Yeah. <laughs> right? These, these yeah. are straight, yeah. straight out of the 21st century. But then I was thinking like they could have just made a stencil, right? That would have actually looked freaking cool. Oh, and then sprayed. Yeah, if they had made a stencil to make their copies. Yeah, then they couldn't have put on telephone poles, though. Oh, on, on paper. So they'd still, right. they would do the stencil over paper. Gotcha. I was thinking, yeah. like, stencil on a wall. Have you seen our spot, our Mardigan, whatever his name was? Oh, right, yeah. Do you well, remember, by the way, do you remember uh, Mimeograph smelling really good? Like the kids in uh, oh, yeah. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, as soon as they got their papers put mm-hmm. yeah. They all snort them. I, did, I was oh, looking yeah. up, I did, you know, I was like, oh my God, the Mimeographs, why were they purple? And I found that photo. Isn't there, it's, there's, there's a thing where people who like the smell of gas uh, are, and then there are people who hate it, right? Like you can't stand it. Yeah, like, but then like if, the taste of cilantro and stuff. Yeah, I th- I'm one of those that loves it. I, if I, I pull into too. a gas station, it's like, oh, dude, you smell that? Mm. And everyone's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I like the smell of gas. Freaking I don't sound. know. I can't. I can't touch my own spit, but I like the smell of gas. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I do. I don't. I can't explain it. I don't know why. And those. I assume those are little gas particles. I mean, they would be gas right because you, yeah. yeah. you can get yeah, high yeah. on it and you put it in a bag and huff yeah. it. Anytime you smell something, you're smelling the particles of the thing you're smelling. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. I. So let's say this is a fun. This is a fun experiment. Next time somebody has a ton of like garlic or something, breathe that on a window. All right. Get your condensation going. Remember where that location is. And like two, three days later, come back and just sniff. Just huff that window and tell me if you get or a little lick garlic. It. Do you have garlic? It's like garlic. Oh, gross, dude. Gross. <laughs> I take it all garlic? back. What grossed me out the most is what Ibit just right said. Now. That's what grossed me my, out the most. My goal was to try and push Scott over the edge. Right oh, there. that's foul. Ah, that's really, really gross. All I right. want to know what made you like this. Like, I, I want to get... Get past the actual like issue. Yeah, uh-huh. I want to know. Like, I'll like, tell you exactly what it is. It's got nothing to do with like I'm like some people may take this to be like, oh, Scott's a germaphobe or something. I don't. I'm, I'm not. I you know touch a rail and do you know I'm not. I'm not double cleaning everything. I barely remember to wash my hands twice a day. It's like it's the not, fact that, that you talk that. about it so much says that you do. Well, but that's my point. Is I'm not yes. talking about those things. What I'm talking about is like. Um, Oh, what's it like? I'm trying to think of, of an example that isn't about necessarily. I think it's because gross you don't stuff. like moist. You know you don't what? Like moist. I don't like moist. But here, here's what it is. It's like me every time I see a really old movie, and my first thought is, "All these people are dead." My brain just goes to places that right. I can't quite explain. It's not like, oh, uh, I'm I'm obsessed with dead people. I'm not. I just. I just know when I watch uh, yeah. Casablanca that all those people are dead, including when, the cameraman and everybody else involved. They're just dead. And it's weird when to me. I watch, no one else thinks of yeah, that. Now, I don't ever think about the dead people, but I always think about how hot it must have been because it seems like everybody in old movies is constantly sweating. I'm like, why are they so sweaty? Yeah, what is, how same, hot was it? That's a similar. I think that's a form of this. And it's not that maybe I get a little obsessive about it, but it's not like right. it's it doesn't rule my day. And that's all I right. think about. But I do go, oh, man. That guy's pants 
look too tight or you know like what what you've just done is restated the (laughs) issue and you haven't even addressed what made you like this like that's what i'm interested in i would like to know as a kid what was going on in your in your life you know well as lady gaga once famously put it i was born this way that's what happened. Yeah. But no, you yeah. weren't. I promise you weren't. I promise there was like you were you had to like pick up dog poop at some point or something. There was something that really stuck with you. Well, if I knew what it was, I couldn't I couldn't tell you because either it, was, it could be blocked from my memory or it or I don't know because I really don't know. I don't have like a cause. How? How just, were you? How, I think. how were you when the kids were babies? What was that like with the dirty diapers? It was fine. I was, you know. I, in fact, I was in charge okay. of. Uh, I was. I was uh, uh, puke lord. If they barfed, it was me because Kim can't do it. <laughs> Kim. Kim would get real sick. Not herself. my DNA. What do I care? Yeah, so, so you're because it sounds like because you're in an intimate relationship with the baby, you're. It somehow d- disables this concern. Maybe I don't know. I, I doubt it. I've I've changed other people's you know kids diapers when needed or whatever once in a while okay when needed okay i thought like unsolicited or you know just just randomly i didn't walk in and go let me do it let me do it it doesn't work like that i got a i got a diaper in my back pocket like i say like as gross as i think it is to um let's say i don't know like you guys would agree with me uh a, a banister in a mall, you know the mo- the escalators, and they got the oh, yeah. the black yeah, rubber, the rubber thing. Yeah, if you walked up to one of those and just licked it, that's oh. gross, right? Of course. Okay. Yeah, no argument. All right. Whatsoever. So that's gross. It's it's not as gross as like I have everything on a gradient, and I, I guess what I'm saying is it seems like to me you don't. You just have it is it is either gross or it is sterile. Like that is like your only options. Oh no, that's not true. I I don't. I disagree entirely. Like for example, that okay. same guardrail. I would. T- I mean, maybe it's a little different in COVID times because we're all trying to be careful. But, but I I don't have a problem putting my hand on that same rail that I'm. I would be grossed out licking. Like I have. Okay. You know, I have the same. I have the same levels. I mean, technically, I stand on this planet, the same planet where. Uh, there's a you know a bloated horse carcass somewhere that stinks real bad, and I would and it would be disgusting to eat it. But I live on the planet where that's happening, and it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like it's, right. there's enough distance from it. Just like my hand on the rail versus licking it is enough distance from the gross grossness. Uh, so it's I don't think I'm that unusual compared to anybody else. I just think of these things. That's all. Do you, Do you think Anthony Hopkins uh, uh, drank any of that root beer before he gave it to uh, before? Poor old Anton. I think he bla- I think he backwashed right in there and gave it to him. See, right. I would yeah, think so of here, that. That's why I didn't like it. See, yeah. that's the thing I would think of. Even though in a real life scenario, if Randy said, "Hey, here's here's a bottle of root beer," and handed it to me, I would say, "Oh, thanks," and I would drink it, and it would be no problem. I wouldn't even think about it. Even if right. Randy had drank out of it, it'd be fine because I know Randy were friends, and neither of us are sick at the moment. It's like not a big deal. But I'm going to mm-hmm. notice in a movie. That Anthony Hopkins gave his backwater, disgusting drink to a kid <laughs> because by my the way, imagination by the way, goes be, there. Because my lips literally touched the bottle, there is my DNA on that bottle. So yeah, no, no, right. yeah. Uh, also, uh, according to brand new science just revealed by Brian Ibbett, if you breathe on that bottle, also your DNA is on there. So interesting, by Brian Ibbett. <laughs> but I really have to know, <laughs> no, no. if uh, leave me out of this with that. <laughs> you unearthed it. You found it. You helped me no, today. No, no, no. That's a CNN article about uh, 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 endangered species. I did not read the full own, thing. Own your, own your article. Yeah. I, saw, I saw the words DNA and breath in the article it, and copied it. My, re- yeah. my requirement for anybody who shares a news article, they must be an expert on that news article. 
Yeah, well, Facebook. That's, that's okay. the rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That right. is the rule. Right. And by the way, when I see some stranger's baby and I think their diaper's full, I go, I would like to see the baby. Not really. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. Do oh, that. my gosh. Uh, Hearts in Atlantis actually reminded me of The Mandalorian for some reason. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I why is that? Yeah. What's I couldn't put my finger on it, but really? there was something. What? There was a very slice of life, right? Because that's how, that's what a Mandalorian does. It's like, what's a slice of life for a Mandalorian? And it's kind of like that every episode. Yeah, yeah. Like every that. every episode of the Mandalorian is as simple simplified as the script can right. possibly be, right? Yeah. And right. this movie kind of felt simplified, like overly simplified, yeah. maybe. But I don't know. There was something I couldn't I couldn't figure. But I, it did make me think of the Mandalorian. Maybe Alan Tudyk in there. He's got me. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, he's got a little Star Wars connections there. Yeah, a couple of them. yeah. He's a he's a cool. And Anthony Hopkins kind of looks like uh, Baby Yoda. I mean, you yeah, know, I can yeah. see that. Let me yeah. see the baby. Yeah. I always worry about him. I don't want to get a. I don't want that day where Anthony Hopkins died. Oh. I like that guy too much. I'm kidding. I think he's pretty great. And he's you know all what? right. Yeah, he's all right. You know what? Don't uh, don't leave a character unnamed for like ten episodes and then give it a name like Gorgu. No, I'm not going with right. you there. Gorgu. I'm not. No, Gorgu. You, you went, well, they you took me oh, too far. Grogu. <laughs> yeah. Grogu. Whatever. I don't Gorgu. care. I don't care what that S- name is. Skinnedosh. Yeah. Skinnedosh. <laughs> Gorgu Skinnedosh is a great name. Star Wars name. <laughs> Well, uh, if you leave right. a character unnamed, what we've learned in this life is yeah. if you leave a character unnamed, the audience will come up with a, a pet name. Yeah. And then that's what, you, what you're stuck with. Yeah, you're stuck Sorry. with Gorgu. No, I get it. Want to do clips? Let's do clips. Let's do some. Yes. Yeah, yeah, let's get to these here. I got some, and uh, there's not a ton. There's a fair amount, but, you know, for a movie that's, I don't know, they're not saying a lot of dumb stuff. Every fake fart in the movie is going to be a clip. Oh, I'm I guaranteed. Oh, my gosh. Guaranteed. Yeah. Something must have happened to me. All right, here we go. Here's a... <laughs> Here's cards for money for Hope Davis. It's an inside straight. Never you mind, Bobby O. Don't you ever let me catch you playing cards for money. Should you call him Bobby O? Bobby O. Bobby O. I didn't realize that until just now. That's a weird thing to say, but that's fine. Whatever. Uh, By the way, this uh, I got a little prom night clip from Ibbett. This is when he was a teenager. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why I keep finding these. Something something must have happened to me. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Here's uh here's what happened when the girl flicked your nuts by accident. She didn't do it on oh, purpose. She's, she were getting out of the uh, the the limo. And she went clink, flicked you right in the nuts, and, and then you said why? <laughs> Why'd you do that? You said, and or you said why'd you do that? You said in your higher voice, and she said you loved it. Yeah, you loved it. Nah, you loved it. <laughs> that's what you know, Carol. That's what a rapist says. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that language is a little, uh, yeah. Oh, also, we didn't talk about him. The rapey uh, boss of hers. Oh, uh, yeah. He's in everything, that guy. Yeah, he's in everything. Yeah. yeah. Adam oh, LaFerve. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, LaFerve. yeah. TV guy. Yeah. He's in Fool's Adam Gold. Favre. She's out of my league. Wait. Bounty Hunter. Manchurian Candidate. Yeah. Uh, Bull. I mean, he's oh, wow. still working. He's busy oh. as hell, this guy. Busy guy. Born the born 1950. Hmm. Anyway. He was, in, he was in, like, the first couple of episodes of ozark oh yeah he's in uh carl right is the character carl sure is he the old partner oh he, just yeah just carl. in the center too with uh bill pullman oh yeah he's a police, police chief in that mm-hmm. uh he's cool i like him and except and this. he's, he's creepy every time you see he's him creepy. in this movie yeah. you're like oh that guy's gonna try to rape somebody yeah i didn't like him at all he's a rapist he sure is uh all right next uh, clip here we got one uh, let's see uh oh what's with the voice okay so this is scully or sully sorry and it's a horrible voice 
I don't think it's really his. If it is, that's why they didn't have him talk much, but here it is. Poker, you try to draw a card in the middle. It's dumb. Strictly for suckers. That sounds like an old guy faking it. It does sound like an adult trying to do a kid voice. Yeah. Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey. I'm a kid. Uh, I'll play some cartels, this hey. cart. Hey, you guys, I'm Sully. Hey, what's up? My shirt's off. <laughs> it's basically uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone did the ADR <laughs> yeah. work for, yeah. uh, for this friend. It's becoming hey, Cartman. Yeah. With, every, hey, with every repetition, it's becoming more right. Cartman. With every mimeograph, it becomes Cartman. He says That's right. Tally. Yeah. He All says right. straight for seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and gain him. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't don't be afraid. I don't know what this is. Something about not being afraid. Don't be afraid. A tale of two cities ends with a beheading. All kinds of great stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good. By the way, way, to ruin the ending. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Rosebud's a sled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always forget. Out. <laughs> I forget so often that he's in the Elephant Man. He's not the Elephant Man, but he's the, the oh right. Guy. Yeah, he's the right. handler or the. The, the friend the friend yeah. of john oh, so i want to ask this i want to ask a question yeah do, do we think anthony hopkins has range uh uh yes but it's the anthony hopkins range brian dunaway brian dunaway <laughs> what? and i'm not complaining He's anthony hopkins i i he is yeah i don't know That's i'm not complaining Does he He's have amazing. Range? Yeah, it's He's so great. tough because you know you don't want to say he doesn't have a lot of range because he is such a great actor and he's so great in the range he has. But right. you think of the extremes, right? You think of like, all right, when has he played somebody just really horrible? And the most horrible character I can think of is Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. And that's not <clears throat> too far from this. Like right. no, <laughs> Hannibal Lecter would befriend this kid and, and, uh, and you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go with you to the uh, carnival. I'm going to stay home and wait for the tax collector to come over. The- <laughs> yeah. I'm going to eat you is what he'd say. Right. I I I uh, I'm trying to think like I didn't see that father thing that was last year. Well, uh, oh about, yeah, uh, oh he was great in that, but it was like Hannibal Lecter with slight dementia. Yeah. What about yeah. um, the uh, weekend? No, what was it? Was the Kellogg's movie? Um, oh, Road uh, to Wellville. Road to Road oh, to Wellville. Yeah, Road yeah. to Wellville. Yeah. Well, he kind of wild. he kind of goes in a different direction there, right? Isn't he? Yeah. In a, mm-hmm. That's a good call. So, oh, Titus. Got- Titus, man. If you guys have never seen Titus, and I don't mean the oh, TV show. Titus is great. But yeah. still, mm-hmm. still within what we've Yeah. Seen. I'm just saying this this and his character in Meet Joe Black and yeah. his character in the Zorro movies, by the way, that we just saw. Yeah. And his character in, let's just say, uh, World's Fastest Indian. They're all really similar. Great yeah. actor. Um, and... And doesn't need to go beyond his right, beyond yeah. what his range is for us to really love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's very good. He's a presence. I liked him as Thor, or not Thor, Odin. He was Odin. good as Odin. Yeah. yeah. Right. What else? Oh, Dracula. <laughs> I want to see him as Thor. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Uh, Howard and Natalie Portman. That'd be great. Amistad, very he was good. Great Matt. as Obi Wan. He was great as uh, <laughs> uh, as. Uh, we we saw him recently as Ma- in Mask of Zorro. Remember that he was like the uh, yeah, prison wonder guy. Who, wonder who said that two minutes. Oh, ago. Oh, I missed it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, I don't know. That. I was busy touching my spit. I heard you say <laughs> on air. I heard here. you. I heard you say Fastest Indian, and I went and looked it up because I love that movie. It's such a good movie. I I do too. I'm just saying, like, it really doesn't require that Anthony Hopkins play something out of his lane. Like, yeah. it, he doesn't need to be like super energetic. He never plays like an athlete. <laughs> you know Somebody's what I mean? He's going to remind us of like a really um, out there Anthony Hopkins right. role, and we'll be like, "Oh yeah, the of thing, course, that was great." The yeah. thing is, Anthony Hopkins is always is since I've 
watched movies and everything I've ever seen him in. He always seems like he's the same age. He seems he doesn't yeah. seem to even age. young. He seems yeah. old. It's really weird. Like he's been fifty nine yeah. years old in every mo- yeah. every movie he's ever made. Yeah, he's great as uh, Gandalf. He was great as uh, M in the James Bond movie. Yeah, he was an excellent oh, yeah. Gandalf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was great yeah. as Morpheus. I mean, when he played M, I couldn't believe he'd put on a dress and played played lady. But really amazing. Uh, the two popes never saw that. Heard that was good. It was good. In well, that. that was oh. good. Yeah. Actually, you know what? That is that was some range for him because he was kind of the dick pope. Yeah, he was oh, Dick Pope. Dick Pope. Yeah, there Dick was Pope. the good Pope, and there was the Dick Pope. I know a Richard. Uh, oh, great. Know, Black smoke is coming up. The Dick I, Pope is. Coming. I know. A, I know a dude named Richard Pope. So that's funny to call him Dick. Pope. Oh, that is funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I never. Oh, Shadowlands. What the hell is that? Uh, other than a currently boring expansion. Uh, Hawkins plays C.S. Lewis, theologian and creator of Narnia. Oh, okay, that was C.S. Lewis movie in '93. Anyway, Anthony Hopkins. He's great. He just does the same thing, and we all love it every time. Mm-hmm. And we're okay with it. He's he's in this new movie called Synecdochically. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, here's uh, the old bald cheetah. You know, Ben Johnson called time the old bald cheetah. I still don't get it. He said cheetah. Is he, but cheater, right? Is old bald cheater. Is it cheater? Because he says cheetah. Yeah, I think he's saying he cheater. He says cheetah. Hold on. Which is Given great. flatulence. Whoops, wrong one. <laughs> you know, Ben Johnson called time the old bald cheetah. Maybe he cheater. means yeah, cheetah. That's what cheater. I did. Yeah. Okay, but he means it's cheating cheater. you out of your cheating you out of your your longevity, cheating you out of your yeah. Uh, but I thought the same thing too. I was like, "Old ball cheater." I'm pretty sure it's cheater, and I had to look it up. Yeah, it was. He's a tiger. Times a times a cheater, right? <laughs> right. Because so that's what I was thinking. Cheetahs are fast. I was like, tiger, "Wait, Brian. have I always heard that wrong?" Yeah. And I was like, "Why would the cheetah be bald?" Yeah, it's weird. So now so I get it. Faster that way? Thank you. For the it, are you faster because you're, you know, yeah, less hair? I totally. I'm less, yeah. uh, more aerodynamic. Yeah. 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 We're, we're referring to Ben Johnson, the English writer from the 16th century. We're not talking about Ben Johnson, the sprinter. No. The, uh, the Olympic um, uh, <laughs> cheetah. Yeah. The <laughs> cheetah. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> what are you insinuating, Dunaway? He might have cheated. Cheetahed. He might have cheated his way to the top. Cheetahed there. <laughs> All right. Apparently, it's from a play Ben Johnson wrote in 1601 called The Poet Taster. And the Poet Taster. Poet Taster. Poet oh, okay. Taster. Poet Taster. What run together? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gross. I wonder what. And, uh, uh, yeah, and the phrase is actually that old bald cheater time. Uh, right. Oh, that old Cheaters. bald cheater time. Why is it bald? Uh, right, because because it's old. Like he's he's trying to trying to really uh, double down on no. old. Okay, right. All Maybe right. he was saying bold wrong. <laughs> Maybe so. That's hilarious. We've heard it wrong for so long. It's just it's like the, the telephone game. Eventually, it's just completely cheater. Wrong. Old bald bold cheater. All right, here he is talking about farting. Given to flatulence. Given to flatulence. Mm. Yeah. And then he did this <laughs> on his hand on his. Back yeah. of his hand. Well, thank you for clearing that up. I yeah. thought he thought yeah. it was out of his butt. This was, that was a, ADR. This was yeah, it was done after the fact. He did fart on a microphone. Here is here here he is. I like this line and I like the kids laugh. Uh here. Kids always think farts are funny. <laughs> He's over there just cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Anton Yelchin was great, man. Oh, what? He, was oh yeah. great. he had so yeah. much of a career to do still. Freak accident. I, what a bunch of bullshit. I hate it. I just want to say I would actually worry. If my kid didn't find farts funny, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's been, it's been funny for him since he was like three and he's now 12 and it's still always funny. 
Well, you know what I mean? Never like, found, mm-hmm. I never found farts funny at all. I don't, I don't know if you guys are, are like that. I I've still never, find them funny. My, what? I never, I've never thought they were funny. Really? Never How thought a fart was funny. funny. Okay, so you got to realize that I was bullied as a kid, and one of the ways they bullied me was by farting on me. So I never right, found. I would like funny. to. It's like I F would off. like to. I'd like to apologize in real time to my friend Brian right. Dunaway. I seriously, I'm, I'm, I want to apologize <laughs> when I said that there's something wrong with you if you don't find. There was something wrong with me. I don't. I, yeah, I like. I mean, I, that's kind of literal. Yeah. Right. You should, you should look around your life if you know any children. I mean, we're not saying that there's friends. nothing wrong with you, Brian. We're just saying that that's not what makes something oh, wrong I, with I, you. Oh, I, I know. I, I'm not trying to insult you as a as right, a right. you know result of that. Yeah. But what is what is funny about a fart other than you're totally? It makes a funny noise? sound. Yeah, it makes okay. a funny sound. Okay, like so it's, it's coming out of your butt. Silent, okay. But deadlies are not funny. Yeah. But it's you don't smell them and go. Oh, that's funny. You know what it is? It's a contrast to our humanity. So if you have like the queen, she's very prim and proper, walking around. Yes, very, very good. Yes, yes, yes. Why that? It's a contradiction. Yeah, that's that's kind of funny. But but I'm talking about when a kid farts. Of course, a kid farts. There's no there's no filter on a kid who's going to fart. Yeah, they do fart. There's no contradiction. See, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I've all never right. found it funny. Uh, well, all right. That's interesting to know that. Here's, <laughs> but that's uh, fine. You yeah. guys can you guys can enjoy I, it. Yeah, no, you guys no. Can I, enjoy your, enjoy your funny farts. Yeah. I would like to I right. would like to have a rule against describing uh, TikTok videos to each other in order to uh, make humor. I think that's uh, I think it's a really a really bright line. But yeah. I just saw this TikTok video yesterday that was a ring video. So a woman had a oh. had her ring camera capture yeah. her uh, her lover. So she, she, they're having sexy times, right? Yeah. She's like, he suddenly in the middle of sexy times excuses himself and says he needs to get something from his car. And then he <laughs> leaves and he comes back a few minutes later. And she's like, so I looked at the ring camera to see what he went and got from his car. Cause he didn't come back with anything. Yeah. And all the guy was doing was going out on her front porch and farting. Yeah. 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 And so like what? he had excused himself. Guy. Yeah. He'd excuse himself in the midst of lovemaking. It's pretty funny because <laughs> now you got video on the proof. Front porch. Yeah. Hey, it's she's got it's video of it. him. Yeah. His farts are spectacular yeah. because he's been holding them. He's been holding them desperately, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, this guy goes out on the and just like, I'm just like, if this, if I find out this is a work, I'm going to be so sad because it's the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. That's pretty and funny. It's, and it's, I got to say, Dunaway, it's because of the farts. The yeah. farts, the quality of the farts are what makes it so funny. Okay. Yeah. Like if you're going to tear one off while you're outside and then you go back in and there's video proof of that. Right. I mean, you're it's oh. the definition of funny. So in, so in review, listener, <laughs> Scott has a DNA spit hang up. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have farts aren't funny syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and randy has some kind of problem with pronunciations on words <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. i don't know if it, if it just has a cold you just have a cold you just have a cold you're fine you're good you just have a cold i'm just a bald just a cheetah. bald cheetah bald cheetah all right here's uh getting kissed for the first time and how uh, most boys react until they do it have you kissed her yet yuck 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 gross oh, a great yuck Ew, it's a good gross. yuck he deserves Deserves an award it's, for it. Yeah, I think the biggest disappointment of this movie is that it's a slice of life and it doesn't examine at all that that thing about growing up and having your first crush and so on and you know like yeah I I, I don't know it's just like it, it feels like there's something really 
that could have been really entertaining and interesting uh, and it's missing yeah it's uh, i'll bet the book has more of it if i had to guess because he's usually pretty good at that stuff yeah um i hate this part of this song i just wanted to play it i can't stand it i hate that part (laughs) oh wait that part i hate the part that goes it is it is kind of whiny i don't even know how to dissect this Ugh. I want you to. I do never go to a bar in Hawaii. Oh, well, they play do. that a lot. Is that a thing? Right. What's yeah, that song? A, what's, a, know, what's slide instrument? Slide guitar. Oh well, sure, yeah. sure. But I. But it can be done in better ways. Like this one particular song. What's it called? Um, Sleepwalk. I think is, is that it. Yeah, oh, I don't know, whatever it is. But that, that's one Sleepwalk. thing that was confusing me about this movie is since it was like right at 1960. All uh, some of the music was you know, 50s because you know it was just 1960, and then other things were placed right in the 60s so the music was kind of weird for me it was yeah, all over the place. It's a little bit all over the place yeah some good stuff though I some sinatra stuff too right lots of drifters like the whole drifters thing was yeah. the yeah you know heavenly shades of night are falling and all that stuff Only just certain you. certain notes to certain songs drive me crazy that's one of them so, I, oh, it just so, goes right to your brain uh sleepwalk is uh 1959 mm. mm-hmm. it uh right. it enters billboard's top 40 on august 17th and then reaches number one in September and stays there until November. Nice. Uh, apparently, and it's instrumental, but apparently, mm-hmm. like they, I, I don't know, someone got the rights to this thing and, and sold it for a penny or something. And, uh, you know, it became like the iconic in, thing that's in everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You hear it a La lot Bamba of Probably most prominent La Bamba. It's the foreshadowing that, uh, mm-hmm. um, Richie Valens has of his own death. Right. And if you, song, if you hit play on the uh, YouTube that I just put in our Discord, you'll actually see either Santo or Johnny, I don't know which one's which, playing the slide guitar thing. That's true. Right see, all the rest of that's fine with me. It's that. It's mm-hmm. just the. It's the really high register that bothers you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a weird. Gets by the way, ear. actually, kind of hurts. All we can unpack for Scott today. I'm sorry. That's about <laughs> as much. Uh, this is this leads us to the best bit of uh, recursive trivia I've ever seen on FilmSec. Mm. The song "Sleepwalk" inspired Stephen King to write his first screenplay. Oh no! Way. Whoa. that's cool. I wonder what that interesting. Uh, I mean, is it, I wonder if it was meant to be a direct reference or if it's just coincidence here. But that's cool. Yeah, I would say he it's probably had cool. nothing to do with picking the music. I would say it was just happenstance yeah well we just we associate that part of that song with someone in the 60s walking into a bar it's yeah. just a, like well that is a 100 yeah. percent association yeah. so it's probably just yeah got lucky it, you'd almost you could say it's almost synecdochic yeah it might be that all right <laughs> oh, interesting uh, hey let me yeah. throw a quick non sequitur since uh this seems like a really good place you, you mentioned <laughs> earlier uh david morris uh playing uh, washington in john adams yeah uh he did such a great job with that that disney uses his voice now for the animatronic Washington in the oh, Hall of Presidents. Really? What? That's, That's awesome. He's also yeah. Lincoln in a new documentary he does the voice of Lincoln, but that... He's just no. Oh, that's that made me happy to hear that. I'll have to check yeah. that out. I, don't, I, I thought haven't Matthew seen McConaughey that. was the voice of Lincoln. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> and the nation's oh going to be God. all right, all right, all right. Oh, Can you imagine man. these slaves keep getting younger, and I keep staying the same. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> Four score seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
I would love that. I did see a really speaking of TikTok, a very funny video where the um uh, uh Teddy Roosevelt uh animatronic version of himself in that thing oh, where they you yes. know when they show all really? of the presidents all standing there and yes, they're each having yeah. quotes or whatever, his starts to malfunction and go completely <laughs> berserk. It's the it's the haywire that we dreamed of ever since we saw that Simpsons episode about uh Duffland or whatever yes. it was called. Oh, yes. yes. It's, I mean, he starts, it, literally, I'd be afraid in that audience. I'd be like, what is happening with Teddy Roosevelt? And he's just going, and his arm starts swinging around. And it's really funny. Uh, all right. Here's the, this girl actor is whatever. She's a kid. I'm not want to make too much fun of her, but she's not very good. Here's her, here's her talking. I know it's you, Bobby. Oh, Bobby. It's you, Bobby. I know it's you, Bobby. Ugh. So that's I Mika like Burum. I did. Mika Burum. Yeah. She's from uh, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was Tucson. Was trying to, I was trying to like, I'm trying to place that accent. And there's not really, there's not really a lot to I, go on. I liked her portrayal and I liked her being in this film because she brought uh, a, a warmness that this movie needed. Cause this, this mm. movie was very cold. And I, I, I like that. She brought the warmth. She was great once she got good. injured. I don't know what happened there. Her acting, her <laughs> acting. She went plays up. injured a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. She's a way better yeah. injured person. Uh, here's the mom explaining cigarettes. Cools. They cool the throat. They're hardly even cigarettes at all. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. cools are hardly even cigarettes at all, man. They won't give you cancer. No, not at Gosh. all. Gosh, yeah, uh, uh, just the voice. She sounds exactly like Cynthia Nixon. It's uncanny. Mm. Ooh, weird. Me. Cools. They cool are you watching... the throat. They're hard... Oh, she does kind of. Are you watching and just like that, Randy? Yes, 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 yes. I can't oh. watch that. I can't even go near it. Oh my gosh, you guys! Why? I'm glad okay, you wait, are. Hold on. I, I just, hate I love sex in the city. Scott. I hate it. I hate that show. I hate everybody in it. <laughs> it's the most uh, middle-aged white lady problems. I freaking hate oh, it. I okay, hate because it. I just want to make the case that this is different. Okay, okay. But it's, it's those it's characters and stuff. It's a, it's a different thing. Like you know how they're making a Fresh Prince that has that is not like the original yeah right yeah. right it's this like is serious. a reimagining like, is yeah. this the cobra yeah. kai of sex in the city <laughs> uh actually that's not a terrible that's not a terrible comparison okay all right i just know chris noth died on a peloton that's all i know is uh-huh. that the deal oh my god what it's not a spoiler it's like three weeks five no weeks no ago. i just mean oh my god yeah i know see this is why i hate it it's not my jam at all it's i i, I bemoan nobody for liking it like it lo- love it i don't care i never watched sex in the city so i can't i'm really not the person it's aimed at like it i have but it's, it's just not aimed at me it's not yeah, for Tina me. used to watch the hbo show all the time she saw the movies i stopped at the i stopped at the finale of the original tv show and i have not watched anything since yeah. did you did you storm off i am no i'm, done. I'm out yeah, I, I basically said thank god that's over i don't know why i was hooked on watching that crap i yeah. i would i would ask you brian ibbett to just watch a few minutes of the first uh, episode of and just like that just so you, you know can... i think i watched it all for the kim cattrall nudity i think that's that's why i watched it <laughs> yeah she's a, and she's I'm not okay in this new stuff now. yeah she's not in this stuff now she's no she's not i'm just asking you to help me answer the question how all is right. it different because yeah. i i it's just different it feels like a different genre somehow 
and I, I don't know. I can't explain it. Would it be like it, when when Scout watches Parasite, I'll watch uh, the, and just like that. <laughs> hey, that's a pretty good bet you just made for yourself there. That it'll it never happen. It is. Yeah. It's like I feel like it's <laughs> gonna be a long time you don't need to, to watch the you continuation. Don't have to get on it. Um, can we get on quick TMSly a list of things that Scott should watch, but it refuses to? No, no, because you all no, remind no, me constantly. Cannot. You all remind me anyway. It's not like I don't know. So um, yes, you don't need because like, when you said that. I thought of Captain Marvel for some reason. That movie popped into my head. I gotta. I do want to watch. Uh, so we have. I have a plan for this. Uh, the the Loki, Captain Marvel, and Ant Man two. Ant Man the Wasp. Yeah. Um, my attempt is going to be all of those within a short amount of time, which which is going to be a little maybe I don't know maybe that's too much Marvel, but I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to no get such all thing that. as too much Marvel. That's true. I do like it all. So what? What am I? What? What is even my problem? <laughs> my problem is permanence. Every time something's going to be somewhere forever, I just like go. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get there, and then I just don't ever get That's there. That's interesting because it's the opposite of FOMO. Yeah. No. I, dude, I famously am the opposite. Whatever I have, it's never FOMO. I don't have FOMO. Yeah. It you have the exist. honor of missing out. Do, 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 do. I have FOMO. The joy of missing out, like Jomo or something. I think it's the honor. Jomo. The honor of missing out. Ho- I'm a homo. Is that what you're saying? I have homo. No. Okay, homo. Got it. I'm gonna remember that. That's good. Uh, here's Alan Tudyk saying some stuff. All you gotta do is find the queen of hearts. Here, put down your bet. I'll do it again. Queen of Hearts. Queen of Hearts of Atlantis. That's what you got to find. The Queen of Hearts of Atlantis. (laughs) And then, oh, I wrote, nobody says this anymore because it's kind of offensive. Easy peasy Japanese. There's that. Yeah, that was nice. That's a fun one. Can uh, I think Brian Dunaway wanted to talk a little bit about Love Antosha, and I'm interested. Have you seen it, Dunaway? I have not, but I've, 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 yeah, I haven't watched it yet. It's the the documentary that kind of... uh, Hmm. Read by Nicholas Gage. I don't know what oh, this right. is. Nick, Nick, Yelchin's Nick Cage, journals. Nick Cage. Yeah, he has a. Uh, he's an appearance, but it's not. It's, it's an not animated. Bio. Well, it's an animated thing, right? No, it's a doc. It's a documentary. It just uses all kinds of interviews oh. and footage, and so there may be some animated sections. I have not seen it. But. Oh, here it is. Well, I see. It says Yelchin's journals are lovingly animated and audibly brought to life by Cage, but. Gotcha. Animated, not meaning in the cartoon right. way. I mean, like, Nicholas Cage, just, you call it animated. Just presented in a in, in an <laughs> right. animated fashion. I see what you're saying. Okay. Oh, this same guy made the um that Wood uh, Woodstock '99 thing for HBO that uh, that was so affecting. I loved that. That was part of their music right. series. Man, that was good. That Woodstock '99 documentary must be watched by anybody who lived in the '80s and '90s. You have to see it. It's insane. Mm-hmm. I need to see that. Freaking still. Fred Durst. I just want to kick him in the nut. Just right, just right in the nut. In the nut. <laughs> it's so interesting. So Scott has seen that, and but has not. Yeah, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised okay, right. by that. Maybe that's a permanence thing. You're like, oh, it's, it'll be there. I'll get to it. Yeah, kind of. It might be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know why we do that. It's so much choice now. There's just so many things to watch. It's mm-hmm. like oh, I'll get to it, kind of. Thing. And I watched the other one in that series, right? Because it's the same. It's the same part that, or the same uh, HBO series that has the um, Alanis Morissette deal. Yeah, it's called. Oh gosh, Sound Music Town USA. Where is it? Something. Music Town. It has to rhyme, right? Um, that would be the only way they could have. Music it. Box. Music Box. That's music it. Box. That's it. Yeah. yeah, and they they're different directors. Different. They're basically standalone films. But um, <laughs> if you ever wanted to see how Moby looks today. 
That's a great documentary. No. You need to though. He looks like oh, really? this shriveled up little old man that you might run into at a. Uh, I, I, all I'm saying is his does extreme he, he veganism. Because I imagine he looks like the um, the guy that used to make me want to go to Six Flags. <laughs> yeah, the old guy. Yeah, the old guy. Used to, yeah, that's who obviously close. wasn't an old guy. That's pretty close. <laughs> and whatever, we all get old. But my point is, I, I feel like his extreme veganism has turned him into a man who looks like he never you had meat. You mean his tattoo? He's never eaten meat on in his, his life. neck. Yeah, maybe. Moby has a neck tattoo now. Wow, yeah, that seems vegan anti- for life. Uh, I guess so. If you oh, tattooed on your neck, is that is that what it says? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he in trouble for saying him and Natalie Portman got it on or something? There was some deal with that. Something weird and creepy happened with Natalie Portman. Hmm. Right. Anyway, I whatever. try not to. I try not to look directly at Moby. There's his tattoo. You know. That's right oh. from that documentary. Yeah. Oh this man! How can you tell Moby from uh, the Dean and Community? <laughs> yeah, and now you've got me thinking that Moby was the dancing old man for Six Flags. Damn it! It's almost <laughs> like no, somebody said that three, two minutes ago. Uh, all right, moving on. Where the hell were we? Oh, I still got some clips. There's only a couple left. Um, what? What? Here's this. What do you think you're doing? Oh, that's after he kissed her. What do you think, think you're doing? doing? Uh, some old timey language. You know language. you liked it. No, it's fine. Here's some old timey language. You could sleep on the pull-out couch, which is oh so comfortable, and you two could go to the diner, and then maybe even take in a movie. Take in a movie. You oh, sold so me a pull-out couch. Yeah, pretty nice. It's a pretty fancy pad you got there, lady. Yeah. Yeah, I like that she's she's kind of complicated as a mom. She's not mm-hmm. like she's not just one note, you know, mm-hmm. bad parent. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I think that's I think that's probably some of the best of the movie is. Is seeing her going through her different moods and her different yeah. needs. Oh, here's I mean, Moby's and, and tattoo Ibit put in the thing. Look, mm-hmm. that little V's it's for his, vegan. It's not to say this is his vegan tattoo. Yeah, that's not his. Oh, vagina that's not the finger. only one. You haven't seen no, his no, neck he's one. Got a, apparently, he has a neck one too. But that's the yeah. Well, the neck one's it's like in, the, in case you didn't see the finger. Look the, at the neck. The image above him is shows the neck one, but you can't read it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who knows what that says? But that a V could be anything. That could be I love the show V or I. This is my vagina. Ooh, vagina. Yeah. Yes, this is my vagina. This is my vagina careful. finger. Careful. careful. No. Careful with my vagina finger. All right. Or uh, it's just something that points to his fingernail. It's really just an arrow. Right. It's not even a V. Yeah. It's not even a V. It's an A. It's upside down. <laughs> All right. Here's a. I loved this moment. I wrote. On a root beer. That's the only good thing about you going. I can't stand that stuff. <laughs> I just think he was good. That kid. Yeah. yeah. My daughter is his age now. She's 27. When he died. I hate that. All right, moving on. This is for all of us to enjoy. That was for the Gerber baby. All right, there you go. That was for the Gerber baby. The, don't call her the Gerber baby. That's what we're trying to get away from. Right. That's like saying um, somebody called you a horrible name. Like somebody right. calls you, hey, shitty pants. And then later go, that was for shitty pants. <laughs> that exactly. was for shitty pants. Didn't appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Her name's Carol. Yeah. Carol's, and the proper, the proper uh, way to say it is shitty pants sends yeah. his regard. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Courtesy yeah. of the shitty pants. <laughs> shitty pants. Get those guns, Tommy. All right. Here, here, comes, the, here comes the train. Uh, we got film stack checklist here. Hopkins can rock a sweater vest. Check. Yes. Uh, Alan Tudyk uh, deserves to lose that hat money. Check. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, feels like all movies have a shoulder socket fix scene. Check. <laughs> all okay. movies. That's, hold on. That should, should put a trope alert on it. Uh, no kidding. Uh, doesn't it seem like a 
like putting us putting somebody's shoulder back into into the socket seems just like real common. Like happens. Yeah, a lot really. I, I can yeah, only because think of like five movies or something at the top of my head. Oh, I can think of so, so the, many. Okay, so the the trope is, is something like uh, it stops a uh, lethal weapon. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a trope something like easily fixed terrible injury. Yeah, right? right. Like yeah. like where we where we 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 no feel doctor like, required. Yeah. We feel like the character is in dire shape, but then you do a little something. You put a little uh, bandage over the bullet wound, and you're fine. They're fine. Yeah. They're, I, I'm they're, telling you, if you get your uh, shoulder relocated, the pain doesn't just disappear. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, Hell it's no, back right? where it's at, but I got news for you. It hurts less, but still <laughs> so hurts. Comparatively, it, it ha- hurts less. It yeah. happened yeah. to me uh, when I was right. 14. We were I was sliding oh, down really? a hill in the snow on, a, on an inner tube, right. and uh, I slammed hard into somebody. I, I, the tube swung around backwards. Hit somebody who was walking across the way like a dumbass, uh, and it dislocated my shoulder, and went up back up, just kind of holding it, going, "I don't know what to do." And some adult in the in the uh, that we were there with says, uh, "Well, here." I was all movie once. <laughs> yeah, I saw it on TV, <laughs> and he grabbed it, pushed it, hurt like hell, and then, and yep. then the main pain went away. But then right. later, I could barely move my arm for like three weeks or something. It yeah. still hurts. I still have issues with this arm because yeah, of that. That's because your arm said, "Don't do that." Yeah, it's because so, I went to a guy on a hill and not a doctor. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Don't do what movies do, you guys. It's stupid. So in TV tropes, the fixing of the dislocated shoulder because the mom walks in and misunderstands. Yeah. That's a trope called not what it looks like. I hate that. And yeah, that's that was the that was my thing for like, I can't believe this movie did this to me. Yeah. The not what it looks like trope. Yeah. Uh, bum usually out. usually it's done for uh, humor, right? Mm-hmm. So, like in Ferris Bueller, the evil principal thinks he catches Ferris mm-hmm. at a arcade, right? Yeah. Right. But it yeah. turns out to be a girl with really short hair, yeah. Right. And then she spits on him. <laughs> yeah. And Scott hates oh. it. Oh, it's so yeah. gross. <laughs> so yeah. gross. People spit. So like, that's man. not that's the not what it looks like trope. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah. Uh, I I just like I kept replaying this scene in my head after seeing it, like. Uh, everybody in the room is telling you, no, 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 this is totally normal. Like you're, you're not seeing something terrible and the mom just carries on. She's just like, no, nope, mm-hmm. no. Nope. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to punish everybody. That really bugged yep. me because I kind of knew they were going there when he, you know, they had to unbutton her shirt to get to her arm. And I went, oh, great. This yeah, just yeah. looks no, bad. This isn't yeah, going to end well. Exactly. You, you kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Bummer. By the way, if you're just going to smack someone's arm into place, you don't have to do anything to their clothing. Just right. smack the arm. I think she, he was trying to get a better look at it. Right, you're probably right, though. They they right. did that so the mom could be mad. <laughs> that was basically so the mom it. could be mad. Yeah, I think that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, that takes care of your uh, checklist. Let's get to these connections. Uh, Star Trek connections. We've got to have at least something. Well, well, well we one. know we have, we have Yelchin. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, that's and that's it. Yeah, well, I, I looked uh, through the whole cast. Oh. Uh, Anton Yelchin. Uh, he was Pavel Chekhov in Star Trek 2010, Star Trek Into Darkness, and Star Trek Beyond. So, I'm I'm telling you, believe it or not. Alan Tudyk has never been in a Star Trek show. Hope Davis has never been in a Star Trek show. And David Morse has never been in a Star Trek show. I would have sworn I'd seen one of them. Wow, no <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Nope. Not even the rapey uncle or rapey boss. He's nope. not. Okay. All right. Nope. Looked at him. Looked I looked at everybody. <clears throat> wow. I'm a little surprised yeah. by that. I don't know why. It just surprises me. Mm-hmm. I, I can picture mm-hmm. a lot of those people. 
in Star uh, Trek. I mean, <laughs> Anton Yelchin's a pretty awesome connection. Like he oh, yeah, is. I can't beat that. Yeah. yeah, he was great he, as that. I, I would like to believe there would have been a fourth Star Trek movie by now with Anton Yelchin if he hadn't died. I probably. I, and that third one is my favorite by far than the other two. I really like mm-hmm. the third one. Um, yeah. And I wish... Oh man! I, I, the first, I, the first of the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie has its moments. It's right? all right. It's okay. And the second one is I don't know. It's just too. It's that J.J. Abrams thing. You give him these giant properties. He's just better when he's making shit he wants to make. He's better when he's like a one-off director of the best. You know his his Emission um, uh, uh, Impossible is the best one. Three is amazing. I freaking love three. And I think it's because of his take on it. It's really, really good. I really like uh, Super 8. I really like movies where he's just making shit. But when he gets in charge of like, here, take the keys to the Star Wars or here's the keys to Star Trek, I just, I don't know what it is. It's just so generic and lame to me. And it bums me out. But that third one, that third one kicks ass. It's very good. All right. Mm -hmm. Moving on. Uh, Where were we there? Oh, we got to go to this Twitter post here. Oh, no. Soundtrack grade. I give it an... Almabo, A L M B O for a little maudlin, but okay. No, yeah, it was a little sappy. Yeah, but it was it was all a right. little bit. I don't know who it, the composer it. is, but it fit fine. It's like a good condom, yeah. you know, a nice snug fit to your condom. Mm. I know, but um, <laughs> the yeah, the I didn't even really think about the score in this movie. That's what that. What does that say? Um. Not good things because like, you're a score guy. You like it. You like yeah. it. Yeah. For me, it's not a, to notice the score is okay, but for you, not to notice the score is it's a, something. Yeah. Something's it's a composer named Michael Dana, and his and his first name Michael is spelled funny. So uh, I don't know where what that's about. Mitchell. But uh, <laughs> uh, he made he's made some music that it has appeared in uh, celebrated films. Right. He he composed the score for Moneyball and Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. But uh, this I don't know this movie like. It just didn't have it. Nope. Uh, but it's okay. Let's move on now to the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum this damn thing up in 280 characters or less. And I think this week we should start with Randy. Hearts in Atlantis, a movie that has nothing to do with hearts or Atlantis or the card game hearts or the Atlantis resort in the Bahamas <laughs> or heart disease or those little candy hearts or Brett the Hitman heart or his brother Owen Hart. Yeah. Rest in peace. Oh, man. Nice. You know, that is the weirdest thing about it. The name, I'm sure there's some reference in the book I don't get, but I don't know what the Hearts in Atlantis Mm -hmm. thing means. I still don't. Uh, All right, Brian Dunaway, how about you now? Um, Hearts in Atlanta, like getting an adult library card for your 11th birthday instead of the bike you asked for, you old, bald cheater of a mom known as Stephen King. Five stars. Nice. Out of 10. (laughs) You said Atlanta. I like that you said Atlanta. That made me happy to hear Atlanta. That. Yeah, Hearts Did I say in, Atlanta? Hearts in Atlanta. Yeah, Hearts, Hearts in, in Atlanta. Yeah. Well done. Well, you're in the South. You you have to talk right. about Atlanta here and there. It's, it comes up. That's right. Yeah. I was in Atlanta yesterday, as a matter of fact. Oh, is that where I you Atlanta. drove? Okay. Yeah, I drove. I drove past Atlanta and Six Flags. Hello, Six Flags. There was no old man out there looking like Moby. Yeah, I didn't see him. He was like, "Don't eat meat, only eat vegetables." That's what he said in the song. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on to Brian Ibbett. Hearts in Atlantis. Imagine a Stephen King movie where nothing happens, and that's okay. We all emote down here. Oh, oh I like that. That was very good. Good one. It. Nicely done. Ib um, it. Thank well, you. listen, that brings us to this this moment here. Where is it? Sorry. There it is. Uh, these alternate titles. It was almost called Farts in Atlantis, you know, because they were talking about farts all the time. Uh, or Chekhov's Gum. 
He was chewing nah. gum in a scene, and it was nah. driving me crazy. But get it, because Chekhov, get That's it? good. Clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, moving on to emails. <laughs> Here's a quick email from Brandon Eschwick, who wrote into uh, filmsack at gmail.com. Says, hey, Sackers, based on your recent discussion of Mel Gibson, I recently watched Boss Level on Hulu with Frank Grillo and Mel Gibson, and it was really, oh. or I was really surprised of how, at how much I enjoyed this Groundhog Day-like movie, and I think it's definitely Filmsack material. Kindest regards, Brandon. So maybe that's uh, one to look into. There we got the Frank Grillo. You got the Mel Gibson. Yeah. You got the anybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody mm-hmm. have a favorite uh, Groundhog Day movie? That isn't Groundhog, Groundhog Day. That isn't Groundhog, uh, Day. <laughs> yeah. um, I like I like uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That was going to be my answer. I can't think of another one. Uh, Mine is Palm Springs. I just can't. Oh, man, I, I yeah. just it's it feels so rewatchable, which is weird because Groundhog Day type movies they shouldn't be very rewatchable, right? Oh, that Ru- Russian nesting doll. That's a TV show, though. Oh yeah, Russian doll. Yeah. Um, anyone else see um, Tiny Map of Perfect Things? No. No. Oh, what is that? Uh, I recommended this a year or so ago. It was, uh, a while back it's on amazon it is about a uh, teenager who's who's stuck in a uh, groundhog day loop and he kind of finds like it's almost like the bill murray stuff he does in groundhog day where he saves the kid from the tree and he takes the cat to the vet and he you know plays scrabble with an old person or something like that um but this kid makes a map of all of the things that that he can solve in his in his town during a groundhog. Oh, day this is. Uh, I remember you talking about this. Has that Catherine Newton girl in it, who's so great yes. in everything. Uh, yeah. I, I'm always meant to. Oh, and she's in the new uh, Ant Man. She's Cassie Lang in the new Ant Man coming out, not the latest one, but the right wasp right. new one. Uh, so can yeah, I, can I assume that. that none of you have seen Palm Springs? No, I've seen it. Oh, Brian. Has. Oh, okay, okay. I have not. All right, there was just no reaction to that at all. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought I said. <laughs> oh, yeah, good one. I think. Okay, good. I, I think, think you did say that. I think yeah. Discord made yeah. it sound like you didn't, but you did. Yeah. It was good. Uh, here's good. Yeah. here's yeah. another email. We'll put that on our list. I like it. I'm, I'm into whatever boss level is. Uh, Patrick wrote in also and says, hello, Sackers. I just paused your latest episode on Batman Begins. That's <laughs> Paused it. Uh-oh. Yeah, what happened? Paused it. Uh, it wasn't really our latest, but anyway. Uh, because Scott posed the question of who your favorite superhero is that never gained acclaim nor popularity. I'm taking this time to add Guy Gardner warrior to the list my favorite superhero is green lantern so it was first introduced to guy in those books i like him in the books uh his his representation in animation and other things has been pretty bad but whatever uh he says i also loved his anti-hero slash dickish nature uh and when he transformed into warrior i was on board i enjoyed how his character arc changed in his own book and was bummed when it was canceled thanks for all the great content and keep it coming patrick um, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Like Guy Gardner, we are in a ripe time. If things go well for Black Bolt, and then uh, not Black Bolt, is it Black Bolt? No, Black Black Bolt. Who, Black what's Adam? the what are you Black saying? Adam? Black that's Adam? what I'm trying to say. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Black Bolt is another character, but that's not that Black him. Bolt yeah, is yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvel yeah. uh, Inhumans. Black right, Adam right. is DC. Keep doing that. Um, the if if that goes well, there's a chance to take that connected. DC universe with all the stuff that happens around the core and get out, get more Green Lantern going. That'd be awesome. I'd be all into that. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're getting it though. Guy Gardner's a real. I don't know. You gotta have a taste for him. It's a niche character. Yeah, and he's a dick. He really is a dick. Apparently, apparently, Finn Whitrock is set to play Guy Gardner. Oh, is it a he's the uh, American Horror Story staple? Wait, yeah. how do I know who Finn Whitrock? Okay. Finn Whitrock. I don't know who that dash, is. Dash dash. Finn, not Finn Wolfhard. 
Nope. nope. Finn Witchrock. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I know that guy. He's he is, he's all right. He's going to play Guy Gardner in uh, Green Lantern. The he's, series. A great, he's great casting for that. Yeah, oh my God. I think so, too. Yeah. Oh, it was TV series then. Oh, cool. Right, right. Yeah, there's a Green Lantern series coming like later this year. HBO Max. This looks like I could have some fun. All right. So, wait. Oh, so that series is Guy Gardner. I mean, that that that's our Green Lantern. He's the number one. There is no, there's no Hal Jordan. Oh, really? Okay. So he's. Oh, so we're, we're literally getting what this emailer is asking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Patrick, guess what? I got some good news here, Patrick. Uh, Green Lantern starring Guy Gardner coming to the small screen near you. Good luck. Sweet. Next week, we are watching Wild Things. Oh, yeah. Wild. If you lived in the 90s. Wild things. Yeah, you, things. Uh, you saw that uh, the Pink Flamingo guy was getting it on with two hot ladies. That was the deal. With Party of Five and uh, uh, Starship Party Troopers. of One. Yep, Starship and Party of One. <laughs> Party of Sheen. Party, Party of, of Three, Sheen. actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that's uh, next week, Wild Things. We're going to give that a shot and see if it's nearly as controversial as it was at the time. Probably not, is my guess. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a John McNaughton film, and we haven't seen any of those i like i'm thinking through it i can't remember one so that should be interesting let's see john mcnaughton known for henry uh, oh i've seen henry uh, we should watch henry a portrait of a serial killer that's a cool movie right and and the borrower and uh he directed mad dog and glory these are all like straight films and we're just not it's not in our wheelhouse but yeah yeah, we should watch Henry. <laughs> I agree. Last thing he directed was 2007, an episode of John from Cincinnati, which no one liked. So what Aww. a bummer that was. Anyway, uh, that'll be next week. We'll watch Wild Things with you as if it was 1998 all over again. Uh, in the <laughs> yeah, meantime, Wild, Wild Things sorry. is streaming on Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Thank way. you. Netflix. All right. Sorry, HBO. We're going to take a break from your constant uh, yep. quality uh, stuff, and we're going to do that. I think I'm going to watch. I've never seen Dunkirk. Yeah, I know. Um, and it's leaving HBO Max. And I think. Oh, you better hurry. I think yeah, I'm going to watch put it. that on the list. Yeah. I might recommend it on TMS, even though I know it's been done before. But mm-hmm. I just don't have time for anything else. So I might do that. Anyway. Oh, that's, I, I, would, I would love for you to like Dunkirk enough to talk about it on TMS. I, seriously. Right. Yeah. Maybe that'll I be my that. recommendal. Who knows? And it'll be oh, just sure. in time because there's only. Let's see. It, it leaves on the 12th. So they still got six days to watch it. So maybe I will. Well, by then, they'll have three. <laughs> uh, anyway, filmsack.com is our website. Please use it on the frequent. We'd love that. Filmsack at gmail.com is where you can send your emails. Find us on Twitter at Filmsack and leave us reviews wherever you get your shows. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. I have to go make the salad. I'll see you next time. We will. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. That was for the Gerber babies.